Okay, let's start with Gundam. Uh, that's not the actual title of this. Welcome back, everyone, to uh, Gundam at MHQ, and this is episode 66. Yes, um, 66. You never thought we would make it to 66, and uh, we've actually collected one month's worth of Social Security now, and it's been good. Thank you, taxpayers, for all your money, and uh, don't cut off any of my benefits because I'm a welfare queen. I need my Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> You're not too far from episode 69. No. Oh, well, that, that really uh, that really brought it in there, and uh, join always with. Uh, Chris and Solbro, uh, we have a guest today, Chiaki from the AAA, and that doesn't mean the people who uh, come get your car for road service. So we will come and get your car and give you road service. But, uh, <laughs> oh, hey. I'm That's sorry, just my person just got turned off. Yeah, jeez. That's just the kind of savvy Sue that I like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's, uh, and I'm, I'm sure all the purveyors of... Uh, Mecha Talk uh, have uh, knew about this because we had a uh, Solbro had posted a uh, thread on there uh, dealing with some questions dealing with uh, Chiaki's experiences in Japan. She was fortunate enough to go there on a foreign exchange uh, student type of deal for about six months last year, and uh, I'm going to talk to her about some of her experiences, some of the do's and don'ts, and answer a lot of the questions uh, that we got. So uh, just I'm like looking forward to that. There's some great questions. Yeah, and just like to thank you for joining us. Uh, today, uh, Chris Solbro, any uh, any things uh, Mecha Talk or Street Fighter, any Street Fighter news, Street Fighter update, or Marvel vs. Capcom three? Any uh, updates on that, Solbro? Um, did they introduce a new character? Uh, did Daigo uh, actually go and play it, and the world's a, a buzz now? Too much to talk about, man. Too much to oh, talk about. Man. Although I, I have some upcoming news in, a, in a, probably a couple episodes from now that I will be sharing with the um, the public. What is that? Uh, you have to wait and see. You have to wait. You're finally going to buy a PS three. Oh. Took you three years. You never know, man. You never know. Mystery. <laughs> did, did did those guys with their uh, their charity fund that they they contact you? My <laughs> like, God, you, you you think two, it was two, like two, two, you think it was like buying them like a car or something? Address like, those. It's like a three hundred dollar piece of freaking electronics. <laughs> to address those guys, much like I did in the late nineties, I will own all three systems before the year is out. So then I will be better than everyone what, else. What three Word. systems? The Wii, the, the that doesn't six, count, the 360, dude. That's, that's a child's and the toy. PS3. To you, Wii is a child to me and the millions and millions. Look, look, oh, I'm going listeners. I'm not going to argue. I had to do my rock. Wii does have some good games. Uh, the, and um, yeah, to poop on. To you, because not all of them are freaking I have modern warfare when, and Call of Duty. I don't feel <laughs> like playing a real. Hey, video NBA 2K11, man. <laughs> what, were you, what, were you, what did you say, Stiaki? He said, I have a Wii for when I don't feel like playing a real video game, don't feel like investing time, and don't feel like thinking. Thank you. I play Cooking Mama on my Wii, and goddammit, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't expect anything else from it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thank See, you. There, you. There you go. Um, but yeah. What podcast is this? <laughs> it's video game hate. That's what it is. <laughs> no, that's Austin's soon-to-be podcast. Oh, snap, man. <laughs> Austin, but um, game haters, you heard it here first. I, I'm, I, I'm it's sure, I'm serious. I'm sure everybody's on the edge of their seats with the upcoming Solbro news, which <laughs> has probably already been spoiled. But um, not all of it. But welcome to 2008, Solbro. <laughs> 
Um, but um, of course, this is episode 66, and uh, before we do anything else, I'm going to get into some news because there's quite a bit of news today. Um, first one comes from uh, Wielder, and uh, always go to the uh, Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles thread on the MechaTalk site. If you have anything on there that's pertinent, you know what we like to talk about here. But uh, there seems to be a lot of uh, new series coming out, and this one's from Wielder, and this is from the Anime News Network. And there is a new Appleseed uh, anime that's going to be CG, and it got greenlit, and it's uh, slated for release next spring. Uh, it's called Appleseed 13, and it's going to be a 13-episode computer-animated uh, series adaptation of the Appleseed Future Police manga. Right on. And uh, it's not going to be a sequel to the uh, first two computer-animated movies, uh, but it's going to be a new retelling. But what what now isn't a retelling that gets re-released in America or Japan? It's like, wow, this was done five years ago. We must retell it. Um, but I, on a side note, um, there is a there. If you ever do like Appleseed, there, you know, even though you wouldn't know about it, but uh, there is a pretty good uh, '80s OVA that really started off the thing, and it's a lot better than the computer animated ones to me, story wise at least. So thank you, Mr. Wielder, for your uh, you know for your submission. So. Next news. This is going to be lightning round news. Um, Taka Taka Nuva, whatever the hell this guy's name is. Um, so that's what it is. Such wonderful treatment of our listeners, our devoted listeners. Yeah, but he, he's cool with it, or she's cool with it, whoever this is. So it's, it's no or big it. deal. Or, or it. Maybe it's a computer. It's Whopper, right? It's a trap. Um, but this is from the Anime News Network, and uh, this is some great news for people like Chris and his ilk. Uh, the official website for Votomes has become streaming uh, three two-minute promotional videos for Armor Trooper Votomes Case Irvine, Votomes Finder, and Shino Kehei Votomes Koe Fudi Taba, whatever that is. You could have just said alone again. Alone again. But uh, I, I like to uh, try to work with my Japanese because I'm No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Slaughter my Japanese. So... Uh, Definitely check that out. So all those Votom fans out there, check out those promotional videos. And those shows are coming out in uh, November, December, and I think the beginning of next year. So thank you, Mr. Takahaka, Nuva, whatever the hell your name is, for your submission. And uh, from the Hopers and Dreamers category of the news, this Yay. is from Jabman025. Defender of Destiny! <laughs> Catch his new show coming on this fall on WSBR. Home for your and this is definitely the Hopers and Dreamers category here, and this comes courtesy from the Gundam Guy blog. And uh, this guy's poor days are probably numbered since I'm citing him, and I'm sure all the all the hateful trolls for uh, um, Nikong are, are going to go after this guy now. You know, I hope you don't say the wrong thing, Gundam Guy, or take the wrong side or something, or actually have an opinion that differs from the other trolls out there. But uh, Gundam Unicorn Episode 3 is getting released on March 18th, 2011. Believe that when I see it. What? So, thank That's you. eight months? Get out. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, there's screenshots of, like, new type yeah. nudity, so it must be true. Yeah. What? Oh, man. Fan service, man? I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, nothing like, a, nothing like new type nudity with a guy with a mullet. Gotta love it. <laughs> His name is Full Frontal. Yeah. <laughs> hence, hence, the, hence, the, hence the origin of the name there, right? Oh, yeah. But Mr. Thank you, Mr. Jabman, Defender of Destiny. Everyone support his show because he needs the Nielsen ratings to be up. Solbro's already got a DVR. Our, our check is YouTube site at um, Jabman025. Just check him out. And, I hope he gets canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on some dead guy news, 
Uh, this is for uh, from a new poster, Waffle Man. And uh, Soulboy wouldn't really have any input on this, but um, unfortunately, um, one of the greats has died, Takashi Shudo. And he was a writer for Legend of Galactic Heroes. Aww. And we miss people like that because, damn it, when you put out great products like that, America and the world cries. <laughs> So thank you. Any, Chris, any, any words that you need to say about this influential and wonderful man that died? I think drowning in a, in a river somewhere in Japan. So Seek mein Kaiser. <laughs> now, was, was he the guy responsible for the books, or was he the guy who was the screenwriter for the actual show? Anybody know? Now, uh, if you maybe watched the show, you would actually know yeah. what the name of the writer of the books is, Solbro. Well, Ooh. damn. Ooh, burn. Yeah. Burn, which is so easy to do to Solbro. <laughs> He's quite flammable. <laughs> so, but, um, I, I take it he's the what the screenwriter then? He's the writer, right, Chris, of the books? No. Oh, oh he's he's the screenwriter of the anime. Yes. Yeah, okay. He's still a great man, though. Yeah, yeah. So takes a lot to adapt to. Yeah, he was sixty-one. He uh, actually he collapsed in a railway station, so uh, he was probably he probably spoke on the on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they they tased him. Oh, but uh, thank you, Mister. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> thank you, Mister Waffle Man and Lego My Ego. Um, <laughs> another great news here, and I don't know how great a news this is, but um, this is from Vent Noir, and this is also from the Anime News Network. It sounds like uh, there's just a theme going on here with uh, websites. Um, but uh, I, I remember us talking about this, man, probably about a year or so ago, and. Um, I know, Chris, you're a great fan of live-action adaptations of anime and, and, and comic books. And, uh, Don't you know it. They've, uh, they've picked a director for the uh, live-action Bubblegum Crisis, and it's Anthony La Minaria. And he did such hits as um, he directed animation sequences in such films as Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and the classic Hollow Man. So um, he's, he was also an animator on Toy Story and Stuart Little. Oh, and uh, yeah, he was um, picked to be the director for this, and this is a film that's going to be fil uh, filmed in Australia mm -hmm. on a thirty million dollar U.S. budget. So, um, and it's uh, slated for a 2012 release date, which is funny when you say uh, Australian release date, <laughs> bunch of convicts. But uh, you know, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Ventnoir, for your submission there, and uh, we'll keep you slated on that. Now, Chris, any. Any words about your uh, anticipation of um, of uh, live action Bubblegum Crisis? No comment. <laughs> I heard some rumors. Speaking of live action movies, just rumor. Oh yeah. Okay. That apparently the rumor is that Zac Efron. Oh, I know this one. Maybe playing Canada in the live action Carrot movie. That's the word on the street. That's man. awesome. This 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 will Actually, go up in the same file as when he was going to be on the uh, Full Metal Panic film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Hey, I actually would rather have Justin Bieber. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. Kids got soul, man. Kids got soul. Does he know? And he's got I'm great sorry, hair, son. You sure, you sure it's, it's okay. Live action news that I had heard recently. No, no, no. It's Ooh. it's it's fine. I mean, you really didn't. I, see, I the thing is, is you didn't spoil a story that I have. Like, like I usually Solbro spoils stories that I'm about to do. It's like, <laughs> oh, 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 wait! I got I got something to say. <laughs> let me, let me ruin, like, let me ruin the whole news segment. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. You didn't Solbro it, so thank you for I that. I try. You did it with elegance. That's what's up. And. Um, but uh, thank you, Mr. Ventnoir, for that submission. And another one here, and this is dealing with some unicorn news, and this is from, again, Taka Taka Nova, whatever the hell your name is, 
And um, they were talking. There's he has a link for some behind the scenes on the English dub of uh, Gundam Unicorn. And uh, he was talking. I guess they were they uh, changed. Uh, he says Char's uh, v- voice actor, which we know through Frontal's not Char. He is not a Char. <laughs> Um, but uh, I, I got to thank you for um, Mr. Um, Mula Flaga because uh, I, I've I've actually um, he's he's actually I, I'm announcing this today um, the inception of Team Neo and uh, th- those are those are people that are loyal and um, you know they, uh, they they don't come after me and and they they try to see my side of things and the first inductee is going to be our friend Dolo because he's always been very good and tries to cr- uh, calm the trolls but uh, another uh, lo- another listener here, Mula Flaga, <laughs> ironic, eh? Um, <laughs> that uh, he he said he said on uh, Mr. Takahaka Nuba's um, thing is the guy that's going to be doing the English dub of a mullet Shar and Unicorn is actually the guy that did uh, Guy in uh, Gal Gygar. So uh, thank you for uh, any kids. He goes, just thought I would throw that in in case Neo isn't sure who he is. Thank you, because I wouldn't know. Michael Sinter in class. He yes. also did the voice of um, Dean Venture on The Venture Brothers, man. Okay. Nice. I love yeah. that show. I love it, too. <laughs> cool. But, um, yeah, there's just some interesting stuff. I know a lot of people are very interested in the voice acting stuff. So uh, check out uh, Taka Taka Nuva's um, um, link there. And uh, thank you for your submission. And um, you will be get, I, I'll be creating patches for the Team Neo one of these days. One of these years. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, what, one of the one of the biggest things that you have to do on Team Neo is you have to um, you ha- you have to uh, basically um, hate sell your soul. No, uh, the Crossroad Crew. You have to hate them. Oh man! You're, so you're we have beef. War. Yeah, we have beef. You don't know what you're inciting. <laughs> what a bu- <laughs> bunch of slap fights from you guys. Oh. <laughs> Pizza in the face. But. Um, uh, and actually, that puts me in a segue here with some news for, uh, and this is from Poster Dolo, and uh, people that are big fans of Pat Labor and who happen to be in San Francisco, uh, in November 13th and uh, 14th, they're going to be showing the two Pat Labor films uh, on Saturday, subtitled, and then once dubbed uh, in English on uh, Sunday, and they're also going to be premiering um, a movie that is called uh, from it's Kuma Gaiden and it's the 2009 live action film adaptation of the 64 to 1971 manga called The Legend of Kumai. Oh. Um, so uh, anybody that's fortunate enough to be there, you know, check that out. And uh, thank you, Mr. Dolo, um, your your um, your agent your agent zero in Team Neo. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, just uh, some last dead guy news. And, uh, Death Watch. Yeah. This, once again, this guy Taka Takanuva is trying to prove something here. But, People need um, to stop dying in the anime oh, industry. Yeah, well, they're all older. They just, like, this is the guy that drowned. I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, retraction from my earlier statement there. As a Clearly ill-informed as usual. <laughs> responsible right. newscaster always admits his faults, right, Chris? And, exactly. and Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> Consistent. <laughs> but, um... Uh, this guy's name is Yoshishuba Nozaki, and he's one of the co-creators of Space Battleship Yamato. Oh. And uh, he died on November 7th, and it was due to drowning after he fell in because he was on a boat. Oh. <laughs> I'm on a boat. <laughs> Not anymore. No, I'm in the water. <laughs> and um, that, that's pretty sad because, uh, you know, such an influential anime like that and um, who's going to have a great hit song from Steven Tyler from Aerosmith in a live action form. Can't wait to hear that. 
Um, and uh, Taka Takanuva, whatever the hell this guy's name is, uh, says, as any Yamato fan would know, there's major copyright issues regarding the franchise between uh, uh, Nizazaki and uh, Masimo- uh, Leiji Masimoto, and it's been going on for years. He's saying, I wonder what happens with this now. Probably got real easy for Matsumoto now since his uh, main competition's dead. So, um, s- sad news, but, um, you know, it's, ev- it's ev- all eventually going to happen to us. So, um, that's the news on oh, this depressing note. Yes. Neo. Yes. And, and, and one last thing I have a, before I kick it over to Chris for the, um, the mailbag thing. Um, I, I guess this would be a, a, a version of the Shake Talk Express or maybe more of like a rant by Neo. But, uh, recently I'd, I had seen on, on the internet that, um, you know, Conan O'Brien, we've all, we all know about him. Right. We've heard about him incessantly for like the beginning of the last year and stuff. Right. I know this is going to happen because people interview him, mm-hmm. but stop asking about the whole Jay Leno thing and, and stop with the snarky reply. You got your money. You got your show. It's been a long time ago. You failed and you weren't the first person to get screwed in the entertainment industry. So stop it. Grow up. Put out a good show. Thank you. Why, 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 why you got to be hard on Conan, man? Because it's it's why, why it's kind of it's 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 kind of stupid. After a while, he's the only one talking about it still. I understand him? people are going to ask you about it, right but it sounds like you, you sat there for the whole summer and made pretty good money off your comedy tour. Yeah. You were able to get money. You paid off all your people. Well, you you got a new show. Limit. It didn't work out. Right. Stop acting like you're the only person that got screwed in entertainment. Just go out, put out a good product. Because, you know, I'd rather hear you talk about your new show yeah. than being like, you know, oh, I, I just won't, Jay Leno won't be the only guy, that uh, he'll be the only person I won't have on my new show. And I'm sure Jay's like, yeah, yeah well, you know, whatever. I'll just play with my thousand cars. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All of this just to be able to for you to do the Jay Leno voice. Not only that. <laughs> not only that, but, you know, uh, until Kono O'Brien goes on Top Gear, Jay's got one up on you in my oh. eyes. So, Man, well, you it, know, Tom Cruise has got one up on all of them. That dude ripped the track up, but that's that's another story for another day. Whatever, Tom but Cruise, um, I, that's all I got to say on there. So, uh, I hope your show does well, but you know, stop being a girl. No offense, Jack. None taken. But um, I don't take Neo's viewpoint in this one. <laughs> but because because you're because you're one of the mindless masses that are like, oh, oh. No, I just Conan got screwed. He did get screwed. How? Plain and simple. How? It didn't work. His ratings went down. Take an hour on this on this on this new segment. (laughs) I mean, hey, it's the the truth. It worked out, didn't it? Hey Hey, guys, let's let's have um, yeah, let's save this for another episode where we can all bitch at each other. And in segment one, me and Silver can bitch at each other about Return of the Joker. Word. And then in segment two, you two can bitch at each other about Conan. (laughs) Okay. The sh- I have so much to do about Gundam hey. stuff. Gundam debate. Well, sometimes we do that, so <laughs> we're going on tangents. But Chris, the mailbag, please. And we and uh, special guest Jackie will be here, and I'm sure she'll answer these questions. And some of them will. I'm like I know so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Or if you don't know, make it as cryptic as possible. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, first question comes from Rygens. Oh. Says. Considering the amount of Japanese-related stuff you cover on Gundam, some of which will never see the light of day in the West, have you at all considered getting a translator on the team? Well, you know, the problem with that is we don't pay people, so... It's that. Fans but, it, but, if you, but if you buy enough stuff from GoDaddy and, and Petco, there might be a possibility down the road. So the Continue to buy stuff, even if you don't have pets. He also says, if not, at the very least, get someone who can paraphrase information on upcoming releases like other news websites have. I'm guess I'm suggesting Neo's News Ghost Professional. 
Well, if we had other people, then it wouldn't be Neo's news, would it? That's what I'm saying. It's like it's that imperfection that makes Neo's news. Well, <laughs> the other thing, the, the other thing is too, is like I have an email address, so if you have a few things that might be pertinent or whatever, or are on the thread, you know, submit them. So I mean, that, I, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I am an open-minded journalist. Um, you know, I, I have won a few awards uh, last year for my journalism integrity and and uh, and uh, know-how and uh, stuff like that. So really, I'll have to look into that. Yes, I I, I got the um, the Crapadoo Award um, for the best crap to be spewed on the internet, uh, <laughs> and the and the William J. Flanders Award for journalism excellence. Oh, I was trying to get one for years. <laughs> The latter of his question is, have you ever wanted to learn Japanese? How far have you gotten towards this Western otaku's dream? Some guys have gone as far as getting a Japanese girlfriend in order to pursue this dream and learn Japanese themselves. What do you think? And I'll, I'll kick this to uh, Chiaki first, since you are a Japanese yeah. expert. Have you ever considered getting a Japanese girlfriend to help you learn Japanese? Well, they can do amazing things with their mouths, but... <laughs> they got talented tongues, like what's-her-face on Star Trek? Oh my god, have you ever seen the sounds they have to make? See, it comes full circle. <laughs> Um, okay. I would have to say that a tutor would probably be cheaper than mm -hmm. a girlfriend, considering that a tutor, you know exactly how much you're going to have to pay, where a girlfriend, you're going to have like little gifts. Maybe more reliable, too. More reliable. But it would be creepy if a tutor was all like, Yamete, sensei. <laughs> that would be true. Um, I mean, I, I learned Japanese. I am learning Japanese, and... I think if you want to do it, you just have to do it. You have to stop like pussyfooting around the subject and just get yourself a textbook, realize you're going to have to sit down for multiple hours, multiple times a week to really learn it and remember it. And don't be one of those people who gets a phrase book and goes, oh my God, I can speak Japanese. And then when you can't understand anime, go, why can't I understand it? <laughs> and the corollary to that is if you want to do a Japanese person, just do them. Yeah, that too. I mean, you don't have to learn Japanese. You don't need an excuse. <laughs> don't let a language barrier stand in that stand in your way. Oh, there are a lot of Japanese girls that are like the gaijin man. flavor. Well, well damn. <laughs> <laughs> it must have helped you immensely living yeah. in Japan uh, when it came to learning the language and just the application of it all. Oh, you think? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I always heard... Great, great introspective from Snowbro. <laughs> must have been great being an American woman, learning Japanese, and spending six months in Japan. Well, How do you way feel to, about this, Jackie? The best way to learn a language is to immerse yourself in the in the place where the language comes from. And yeah, and that's so, Solbro, since you opened your mouth, mm -hmm. you can answer the, the the question next after Chiaki finishes what she's about to say. Oh, I was just saying that was why I picked a homestay family and not living with the other gadget, which I'll talk about later. Oh, oh, Solbro, so well, tell us about your Japanese pursuits. Um, Rosetta Stone. Actually, no. Um, when I was in, um, when I was in ninth grade and tenth grade, I took J Japanese at um in a high school that I was uh, attending in Norfolk, Virginia, because they actually offer that as part of the um, curriculum. Because uh, Norfolk, Virginia is a sister city to a city in Japan. I wish I could remember which one, but it is. And they had a bi a big exchange program between the two. I never got the chance to go to Japan through it, but um, I took two years of Japanese, and then um I recently picked up Rosetta Stone, and I I'd like to pick it up again because I've forgotten damn near everything I learned. So. <laughs> What about uh, Nihonjin Garu Friendu? Oh, yeah, um, me? <laughs> no, no, just, no, uh, so uh, just Japanese uh, girlfriend. Um, not, never was that fortunate. <laughs> I thought I heard Neo in there, so I didn't know. There you go. No, I said Nihonjin. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> and clearly you haven't taken Japanese lessons. <laughs> no. <laughs> Big surprise, that's, huh? That's apparent just from listening to you do the news. <laughs> 
and, and unfortunately, I, I I do those names on cold reads too. So it's like, but um, no, I I guess I would, but you know, for me, when it comes to languages, it was like I grew up in South Florida, so you needed to know Spanish. So I took Spanish in high school and college, and um, the only other language I, I probably would, but it's very difficult. The only other language I'd want to learn is French, for the old heritage. Oh yeah. So. And uh, Japanese girlfriend. Um, amoration. I've had amoration, but never full-blooded. That's that doesn't uh, count. <laughs> I didn't say it did. I'm just saying I didn't have a full-blooded one. So that's the so, best of both worlds. That's a that's another mailbag question <laughs> for another time. Um, with me, uh, I've I've done two things. Uh, one, not intentionally. Uh, I do watch a lot of Japanese things, whether it's live-action movies or uh, anime, and one thing that I've always done since the beginning is I always pay very close attention to what's being said and, um, you know, the, the translation that goes along with it. So in your mind, when you do that and you pay attention to something long enough, you just start to, like, build the connections between the words. Yeah, I agree with that, because I've, I've actually learned a lot of, lot of, you know, a lot of things by doing that. I'm not going to say I can speak it or be conversational, no. but I can't I speak it, it but I, I have, I have uh, a pretty yeah. good vocabulary. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've picked up enough things that sometimes um, I can watch completely raw anime and have a very decent a good understanding of what's going on. For example, I ended up having to watch the second half of SPT Lasner uh, completely raw, and um, while obviously there were some things I missed, I knew enough about the show beforehand, but also, you know, enough of vocabulary picked up over 10 years of osmosis that I had a good idea of what was going on. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, another thing I've done is listen to um, a bunch of series of um, short podcasts that are all out. Um, like conversational Japanese. I was on so, a few of those podcasts. Cool. They, um, <laughs> sure. You know, they focus on something simple like phrases you might say, like at a restaurant and stuff like that. So they're all just short things and they focus on that and they go through, you know, like the pronunciation a couple of times. So it's something to listen to while you're doing something else. And I haven't been listening to those recently. So that's just like something casual that I do because, you know, let's face it, uh, I'm 30 years old and it's hard to learn a language when you're already an adult. And, you know, between work and all these other things, there's not much time to just leisurely go and learn another language. Yeah. So it's one of the things I, you know, that, that everyone at this age puts in their like-to-do category but probably won't get to anytime soon. Yep. Oh, and as far as the Japanese girlfriend, uh, that's a no on that. And I would also think that... Um, well, first, there's not that many down here. Right. There's not that many Japanese women down here in South Florida. And if I ever did go out with one, it would be for the kind of person that she is, not because she happens to speak <laughs> some language. Because that's pretty shallow. Yeah. You're such an old-fashioned dater. Yeah. Look at you with your conscience and stuff, man. Yeah, how dare I? You're not a true American. So, our next question comes from somebody. Strike Zero, he says, What's up with the rank of hate, yo? You guys gotta loosen up and embrace your inner pedal bears. Seriously, it's not as unhealthy as you might think. Oh my god. No comment. <laughs> are, are you serious? Well, I know, I, know that, I know that Chris is middle of the road with this, but um, I, I never had no, any No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally uh, in for Cheryl, so... Oh, I'm yeah, not well, you're not middle of the road? That's what? one of my cosplays for next year's, too. What, Cheryl? Yeah, oh. I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna sing Northern Cross at oh, oh, Metro. Oh, crap. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Well, you, you can sign me up for that. I gotta you gotta post, post this on Facebook when you do that. That's cool. Definitely. I'm Man. sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> then I think we know what your answer would be. 
on the rocket issue. No, I don't. I don't dislike Ronka because one of my friends um, might be cosplaying Ronka, and we might do Lion instead. What? So that's cool. Yeah. Man, I I, I like. Forgive Ronka. me if I throw eggs at your friend, though. Oh, <laughs> I hate Ronka. I like Ronka just fine. Of course I, you uh, do. I, I, oh, I mean, I like. Sh- <laughs> I do. Like- oh, hey, Sobo has never never told you anything. He's like, oh, oh she's cool. No, she, oh, I mean, she's. She's good people. It was just a, you know the little the little lady friend of of Altos. I always oh. liked Cheryl more. I thought Cheryl wasn't the more engaging, interesting person. Well, all, you know, what's her, you know, the more legal, <laughs> the more voluptuous, the more developed, yeah, the least annoying. Make yeah. Clear. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I was defending you on that. You're no oh, pedo bear. No pedo bears here. Oh, I know, I know that. But, um, yeah, Cheryl uh, was always the more interesting and enga- engaging character. And I always, always found delight in watching the things that she got into in the show. So, you know, if, if I had to pick one of the two girls, it would definitely be Cheryl. So yeah, we're we're gonna I'm gonna continue with Ronka hate. I'm not gonna I'm not going to um, I'm not going to impress em, em, embrace the pedo side because uh, actually the pedo side creeps me out worse than the dark side. So I think I'd rather go to the dark side than the pedo side. Cue the emperor. Oh, he's in the bathroom. Oh, okay, I was wondering where he was. Oh, man. So uh, our next question comes from Wraith1701, who says, First of all, I love the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to put it together for us. I've always wondered, though, how did you guys come together? Specifically, how did the Gundam crew connect, decide to do a podcast dedicated to Gundam and Mecha, and land on MHQ? Well, I'll answer for all of us and say that there's a special episode coming yeah. out very soon. And, Don't love uh, the show that much. You haven't listened to the past episodes. <laughs> you, you should listen to, uh, to that special episode. You can all, get all the answers that you See, need. I was, exactly. was going to answer this on behalf of you guys. Oh, go ahead. What are you going to say? That it was you know, a long journey where each of you grew up in many very different households and then one of you one oh, day... Like Final Fantasy, right? One of you one day yeah. met a woman and that woman... <laughs> was like, I'm going to be annoying and at the same time you became a Gundam pilot. That's true. And then you all became We had, we had many pilot. adventures together many and adventures saved the together. queen and, yeah. and got the Hearthstone and all this other exactly. stuff. Yeah. And got to level 39. Yes, I was there. And then the world ended. It that's happened. A, that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> so, our next question comes from Flamex who says, oh. when you guys watch fan subs, do any of these following annoy you? One, karaoke in op-eds and inserts. Two, translation, historical, or whatever footnotes. Three, lazy translations such as Nakama and Onesa. Four, honorifics. Five, special effects on subtitles. Six, any others I didn't list above. (laughs) I'll answer this. As a person that doesn't watch fan subs because downloading something, especially if it's copyrighted in the United States, is illegal. But if I was to say, like, something that wasn't, like, available for mass purchase in the United States or other English-speaking countries, um, if I was to look at this, yeah, the karaoke bothers me. The historical stuff doesn't bother me because, once again, it's not written for me. So maybe that stuff is going to help with the context of the show. Uh, the honorifics and stuff. Um, I'm not a Japanese grammar Nazi, so um, clearly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it really doesn't bother me, and I guess it. I guess it kind of helps me. So um, 
And what was the other thing? Uh, was that it? Uh, special effects on subtitles and lay translations like Nakama and Onesama. Yeah, that stuff doesn't bother me. The special effects, though, yeah, that can be kind of um, uh, a pain in the butt. It's it's kind of like when people do um, uh, AMVs and they discover After Effects and stuff like that, and they kind of they kind of use it to uh, you know to the excess and 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 screen wipe. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> George Lucas, you are not. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But or like Akira Kurosawa, you are not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I would George say yes, Lucas. all of those all of those things annoy me, even though I don't watch Phantom, because that would be a wrong, immoral thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I hate karaoke. It's the dumbest thing ever. I, I don't know who, who karaoke's to fan subs. And I can't stand, like, you know, you just have, like, walls of text covering the animation where you have, like, you have it in Romaji and you have it in, in, in Kana and then you have it, like, you know, with the little bouncing thing and then you have something glowing, exploding, and it's like, oh, my God, where's the animation? I can't see the open. <laughs> I hate lazy translations of things that have translations, but they choose not to because they insist that, like, their way is better. Like, this word cannot be translated. It's like, yes, it can't. Um... But probably the thing that I hate the most is um, people who are just so literal and don't understand that the grammatical structure of English is different from Japanese and you have Whoa. to change things around. It's different? Yes. It's, it's amazing, isn't Holy it? Holy shit. And, and that just because you've literally translated something that somebody says in Japanese to English, it doesn't mean that the phrasing <laughs> works. Perfect example. I see this happen a zillion times in the fans that I don't watch. Some creep is is like slowly approaching some girl, and she'll shout out "konaide," and ten out of ten times it'll be translated as "don't come." And at that yeah. point, I say to myself, maybe you could use some common sense and translate that as "stay away," because that's what that's supposed to yeah. mean, yeah. rather than just literally putting "don't come," because that doesn't make any sense at all, except for like one specific context. Yeah. If you want to see a prime example of that, Future Boy Conan fan subs. Oh. Old one. Or not fan subs, just subs in general, I think. Because it was back in the day. And one of our favorites, Turn A Gundam, had a lot of great, uh, <laughs> had a, a, lot of, a lot of grammar issues. Oh my god. Can't, probably, probably be in a whole new series when that gets, when, in, in 2017, when that gets released on the <laughs> box set here. So. Well, so they, they did push up the episode 3 of Unicorn, so it might be 2014. Um, I, I, I hate lazy translations and I also hate the assumption that everybody understands honorifics um, that's watching. Sometimes this could be someone's first uh, sub, I know, fan sub they're watching. I, I know when it comes to fan subs, beggars can't be choosers, but you know, com- a common sense approach, much like what Chris was saying, is probably the best way to go. You know, Treat this as if someone's watching anime for the first time and you want them to be, get into watching anime. Don't polarize them and you know, if they can't understand all the specifics of... Uh, um, of the Japanese language that you know they get turned off on watching the show. One thing I do like, and not to condone watching the fans of a Samurai Champloo now, but when it was first coming out and it was airing on television, the historical um, additions they had added to the, uh, the the little tidbits and facts of uh, Japanese history that they added before and after the show and throughout the show was very interesting because that was one thing I missed in the actual localization of the show that there were no liner notes and there was no like, extra information on some of the historical um, events that they referenced in Samurai Champloo and I was glad I watched the fans up for that reason 
I still think people should go out and buy the localization, but uh, still, I, I really did enjoy that during the fan sub. So. Okay. All that comes to mind with that answer, Chris, is plausible deniability. Exactly. I don't know anything about that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I have the show on DVD now. <laughs> that, so that last part. Come, come at me, Jenny. Come, on, come at me, Jenny, on whenever you have the chance. <laughs> That's, that's my answer. What, what Sobro, MHQ at SBR is how you would contact him. <laughs> and for a reward, I'll give you his address. Wow. I, of course, am like you guys who never watch stuff like that. <laughs> um, fan subs. It's just odd for me to say it even. No. Uh, but I, I don't really mind the karaoke that much. I mind yeah. it when it's excessive, like, yeah. like you guys were saying, when it's like the dancing ball and you have like fit in different places but i kind of like it when they have the translation or at least the romaji mm -hmm. because i learn a lot of the songs that are from anime just because i like listening to them yeah so i kind of like seeing the actual words and i also especially when it's a faster song and i like seeing the translation yeah that's what um, animelearn.com is for Oh, is it so? Yeah, but, I mean, it's like, if you want a clean opening, you can just Google that. That's what YouTube is for. Yeah. On the other half of the argument. Did someone just challenge so. Chris? What? <laughs> Damn. I'm, I mean, either way, you know, if you don't have the karaoke, you can go to Anime Lyrics. If you do, you can go to YouTube and watch a clean opening. Whatever. But, right. um, and, and again, I'm not saying, like, the fancy bouncing ball, but most stuff about fan subs really don't bother me that much because I'm just kind of like you know thankful if I did watch things like that that they are being released and that I can get my hands on them yeah. because I just I don't know I don't let it bother me too much um, that's just me All right, cool. I'm sticking to it alright well that wraps up the mailbag we'll be right back with the first topic you're listening to Gundam MHQ <laughs> Don't talk down to me like I'm a kid. I totally dig being on my own. Plus, I can eat all the pizza I want. Didn't I tell you for years to go easy on the pizza? And don't tell me that's all you're eating every day. God, you're pathetic, you know that? Please don't talk to me like you're my mom. You're not the maternal... That's enough. Look, you better explain this. I don't give a Gun damn about your personal life. Start talking. This episode of Gundam is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Right now they're offering special discounts to our listeners. Just simply go to GoDaddy.com and use the code GUN8 for 10% off any order not already discounted. GUN9 for $5 off purchases that are $30 or more on any items not already discounted. .com domain names are as low as $749 if you use the code GUN10. And last but not least, code 20H1 for 20% off hosting plans. For more information, you can go to Gundam.net and click on the GoDaddy link in the Sponsors and Special Offers section. Don't wait too long. The domain name you've always wanted might be claimed by someone else before you know it. Register with GoDaddy.com today. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast.
www.ssapodcast.com. The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh, wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Damn! Good kick, Lee. It was an accident. That's okay. We'll just say you tried to catch a cab. Brought to you by Petco. Welcome back, gang, to Gundam at MAHQ. And this is the segment you guys have all been waiting for. That's right. In this segment, we are joined by our guest host here in this episode, fresh from Anime Addicts Anonymous, our friends at that podcast. Um, they were kind of us to lend us um, one of their awesome hosts, Chiaki. Welcome to the show. So this is like a soccer loan? When they loan the players. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know too we much about that. We negotiated a deal. Yeah. Hi, everybody. It's great to be on Gundam. I love you guys. Awesome. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, you haven't met kind. these guys. Especially with the ilk that listens to this show. I'm just kidding, gang. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the ilk, huh? Chiaki has, um, has joined us today to talk about uh, her experience that she had when she was uh, in Japan. If you could uh, go into the reason why you went to Japan and then um, go ahead and take it, go for it. I went to Japan, of course, because it's amazing and what anime fan does not want to go to Japan. But how I got there was my school, when I got there, they did not have a Japanese program. And the short of the long is that they had sent students over for a while, had a partnership with a school, the students got drunk and did many stupid actions. And the Japanese school was like, you know what? Peace. And so we lost our deal with that school. Now, that was many, many years ago. But um, when I started, I was like, I want to go to Japan, make this happen. Mm -hmm. And apparently, if you go into someone's office enough times and repeat the same thing, they'll start listening to you. And so I shared this with a few of my friends who had the same sentiment. And by about our second or third year, Mm -hmm. we had a small army of people going, by the way, we want to go to Japan, make it happen. So they finally did make it happen in my senior year, and um, they started a program with Kansai Gadai. It's uh, in the Osaka Prefecture, which mm-hmm. is uh, southern central Japan, I guess you could say. Um, it's located in Hirakatashi, is the actual city, and it's basically, it's the largest school that accepts foreign students in Japan. They have the largest foreign student body. I nice. think they had... I don't know, 400 foreigners or so mm-hmm. when I was there. Um, and you can either go for a semester or a full year. If you stay for the full year, they have a cute little foreigner graduation ceremony where you get a little diploma. I unfortunately could only stay for a semester because I had to graduate. Oh. My parents were insistent. They're silly. <laughs> but um, 
so yeah, I mean, I went over there because I wanted to, which is basically the the main reason um, to practice my Japanese, to learn about the culture. And I got over there through my school, and I said, "Culture." Once I could die. I knew you were gonna come up. Sorry, that's Dennis. He's waking up. He, he's a he's an old drunk uh, journalist who stays with Chris on the weekends. And anytime he hears the word culture. Um, he just kind of perks up. He's probably passed out in the corner with uh, Taco Bell wrappers all lining him. You know, and the funny thing is, he only stays on Sundays at around 2 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. Yeah, well, he's very punctual. So, I mean, I guess you have to be a, to be a journalist. Yeah. You know? Yes. But sorry. That... No, it's it's fine. I uh, I mean, I I don't know. You never know. You never know who comes up on her show. I mean, don't say dark side or evil or anything like that. So while yeah. I was in Japan exploring my evil dark side. Oh. <laughs> What's this about the dark side? Emperor Palpatine actually stays over there too. With he's he's a big partier with uh, Dennis. Yeah, but for some odd reason, he only shows up Sundays at around 2 p.m. Eastern as well. So I just don't know what to make of it. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, better the devil you know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was there. I stayed with the Japanese host family, so I didn't stay in the dorms with all the other foreign kids. Um, I stayed with a Japanese family, loved my family, uh, really got experience with dark side evil culture. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it was a great time. Like, I don't know how much you want... I want me guys... Want, want me guys... I cannot talk. Want me to go into you guys, but... I mean, I could talk. I was there for six months, so I really could talk for a long time. Man. Well, I'm sure we can bring some of that out in the questions, which yeah. uh, people have submitted to us on Megatalk and Twitter and Facebook and God knows where else. God knows. Can I just say I was really excited when I was reading the questions? I'm like, oh, my God, people actually submitted questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was very shocked. I expected, like, one. Well, we, we, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we thought it would be a good idea. You know, it's like talking about it's good, but also I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably have thought of, you know, maybe they were in similar situations like you where they could possibly do it with their school. So, yeah. um, you know, I thought that we thought it would be a good, uh, good outlet. But uh, go ahead, Chris. Probably see well, what some of those questions are. It's interesting because a friend of mine uh, just left last week for Japan to uh, teach English, and she's going to be gone for a year. So Whoa. is it through the Jet program or something else? Uh, was it Jet? Might might have been. Jet's the, normally sure. the biggest one, but there's a lot of other. What is the Jet program for us that don't know? The Jet program, um, it stands for Japanese English Teaching Program. And it's basically a program through the Japanese government, and the minimum contract uh, length is one year. And you don't have to know any Japanese actually to go and do it. Um, and you don't actually have to have any teaching background to go and do it. It's designed wow. for people after college, and you live the very glamorous lifestyle of being a human tape recorder. <laughs> where the teacher teaches the class, and they go, how do you say this in English? And you go, the dog jumps over the fence. And everyone can hear what the accent is supposed to sound like. But it's a good program, and I've known a lot of people who have done it because it gets you over there, and uh, you can live there for a year. It pays a decent amount. Like, you're not, you're not living in poverty. Um, but oh, normally, come on. I know. <laughs> I was looking forward to that squalor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, nothing like being thousands of miles away from your your home and, and living in, in shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're, no living condition in Japan is shit. Small, but not shitty. Um, but uh, well, they're no. tiny little people, so. Yeah, you get to, you get to live over there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of sub companies that do it. But I generally recommend Jet over going over there through those sub companies because I had a friend 
who did a small company group named Nova. Oh. Um, and he went over there, and Nova as a company went under, and they owed him about $6,000, which he never saw. Oops. Oh, that happened to someone else that I know, so they got yeah. screwed. I, I recommend Jet for that reason when people are talking about it because for Jet to go under, the Japanese government has to go under. So, so I guess the lesson that we get from that is to really check what they're offering yes. and, and the stability of these companies before you do it, which makes sense because yeah. I don't think it matters what country you go to if you get in a situation yeah. like that. It'd probably really suck. So yeah, it, it was I'm, uh, tough for him. I'm pretty sure she's doing it through Jet, and uh, the benefit uh, for me is that uh, if I want cool stuff from Japan, I can use her instead of going through a proxy that's going to charge me a bunch of profit for himself. Look yeah. at you, thinking ahead, man. Thinking ahead. Hey, she offered it, so I'm, I'm going to take full advantage of that. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, word. You, can, you can ship from Japan to America for about $20 for a small size box, or a medium size box. The only thing is that is by freight shipping, and it takes about three months. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Papa needs some limited edition Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> So, let's get to the questions. Um, but first, I have a question of my own, which might encapsulate some of the other questions. Okay. And that is, um, un I've noticed that, unfortunately, a lot of anime fans, their perception of what Japan is uh, comes solely from what they've seen in anime, which is a little crazy, because if some foreigner, um, their whole idea of America was based off of our movies and TV shows, we think that's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, that in mind, how would you dispel the illusion and contrast um, the reality of Japan compared to what people think they know of Japan. You stole one of mine too, Chris. Bastard. Oh. Hey, I'm a journalist. It's not stealing. It's, it's scooping. <laughs> it's scooping. <laughs> Damn it. Scoop me. Um, well, you've scooped a kind of difficult question. I think, I mean, I think the best way to start thinking about it is it's kind of like our TV shows here in America where you might have a TV show about high school and there might be a nugget of truth as to what high school in America is really like. For example, you know, the bells and the locker period or going to your locker and like, you know, people being ridiculous at times in high school, but at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't think at least when I went through high school, there wasn't a kid getting swirlies every day. Like, <laughs> Nor I mean, is every single person in the school uber hot. Exactly. Oh, man. Saved by the bell, you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hit a magical age of puberty and suddenly become a supermodel, which depressed me. But um, I, I mean, I think that's a good way to start thinking about it because the, obviously they want these shows to be accessible to a Japanese audience um, in many ways. And so there, there are nuggets of truth about Japan and about Japanese society, but at the same time it's going to be sensationalized. For example, I mean, girls in Japan, they really do wear school uniforms and they really do take pride in wearing their school uniforms and that's a common thing. That places pedal bears everywhere. Yes. Pedo Bear is everywhere, and his name is Ridakuma. No, don't you dare compare my Ridakuma to Pedo Bear. That's one of my pet peeves. But, um, I mean, you, you do have that. You have, like, uh, at the crosswalks, I, I hope you guys don't look at me like I'm weird, but you know that that really is at some crosswalks in well, they have that. that's that's even in some cities here in the united states now yeah oh that's cool but, but that it's for blind people yeah yeah it's for blind people um i mean there's a lot of that but at the same time there's you know i'm there's I not think, there's not uh 40 meter tall robots or 40 well, foot tall well, robots there are sometimes actually <laughs> but, sometimes uh, there are man. Well, the ones that actually work no. yes okay <laughs> 
we specifying working ones. Yes. Um, yeah. Not a big hollow one. There, there are no, there are no working, uh, working robots. Sadly, um, it, it and and I think another thing too is not everybody's cosplaying is, every time. Yes. Of the- no. Not everyone is cosplaying. Not everyone is into anime. That was a big one that I was kind of personally like. I oh, I know it makes I sense. sound stereotypical, but. I mean, I kind of expected most people to be into anime, and I found out it really wasn't. Um, but the other thing on the flip side is anime is very normal over there. I mean, it's part of their culture, and that might sound dumb to, to say, but it's very normal for people to be like, I don't like anime, but one of my favorite shows was Gundam, or one of my yeah. favorite shows was Dragon Ball Z, or whatever, um, and be like, I outgrew it, but that was part of my childhood and that was part of me growing up where a lot of people here you might hear that among anime fans but among regular people quote unquote you might not hear that so much Mm. so how many times a day does Tokyo Tower get blown up um they actually and did you see any aliens land in Japan and how many times do schoolgirls get whisked away to uh, fantasy worlds? Exactly. Is there any dimensional rifts opening up at the Tokyo Tower? Like, I, I only encountered one dimensional rift. Oh. They've gotten really good though at putting the Tokyo Tower back together. It's it's a it's a twelve o'clock. Well, five if it's o'clock blown up show. a thousand times, you get good at rebuilding <laughs> after a while. Yeah, I mean, it's really they have like a magnetization structure. It just kind of pulls itself back together. <laughs> um, like a big erector set yeah, with magnets. Exactly. What about multi-dimensional schoolgirl kidnappings? Multi-dimensional schoolgirl kidnappings. On no, the decline. I didn't see any of those, <laughs> but I did see some schoolgirls that in Har or maybe not schoolgirls, but I did see the, some people in Harajuku that could classify as aliens with their style. <laughs> nice. Speaking of aliens, did you run into any Gangudo girls? Oh no. I I don't think so. I apologize. Oh, I guess you're lucky then. On that subject, um, I know that um, at least with the youth, um, and, and I hear a lot of underground the, the, the young Asian boys. Shut so up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's from a previous episode a problem, where he I talked about young saying, Asian boys. I made the mistake of saying that exact phrase, <laughs> and I would not let it go consistently. I will, I will never say it again. But um, no, the, a lot of the youth and 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 Samar Shamplu is like the biggest example of this to me is that. Hip hop has taken a hold of, um, I guess, a lot of um, young listeners of oh, music in Japan. My God! And a lot well, of underground. That, oh, that was that's a question that a lo- I have. Yeah, a lot of underground hip hop artists that I listen to actually go to Japan and make money, as opposed to the states. They go to Japan and Europe, so they have a lot of listeners there. They print the stuff on vinyl, and you know, they 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 have a lot of followers in Japan. And I wanted to know, aside from the commercial hip hop that we hear in the radio, I mean, is there like a lot of hip hop on the radio there? Or there's a lot of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a giant amount of hip hop there's a whole hip-hop culture right on there's reggae which mm-hmm. let me tell you japanese reggae is really like <laughs> bizarre it's really bizarre it even more than happen. reggaeton yes no it's it's no, like said reggae, it's not a reggaeton. weird i'm like you're not jamaican i'm sorry you shouldn't be singing reggae Shabba rankins. um but uh i actually it's funny well, that, that hasn't stopped white kids in the u.s thinking they're black yeah that's so. true oh, well but uh eminem i actually Dang. uh it, it was very funny one time because I was walking around and I kept seeing the marijuana leaf oh, right on, on CDs mm-hmm. and on jackets. And for anyone who doesn't know, Japan has a very no tolerance for drugs. Yeah. That... Um, why? You know, Ask Paris Hilton about that. Yes, oh, exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> so, yeah, didn't the Beatles and all Paris. those guys get busted there too? Like in the 70s, like every big group got busted there. Yeah, I mean, they, they have very hardcore no tolerance for drugs and marijuana is illegal there. And it's not like America where so it's Snoop like Dogg's a god illegal. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, it's it's illegal there, and they have a society where if you found marijuana, you'd turn it in, you'd turn mm-hmm. the person in. I mean, that's just their you know collectivist society following the rules, following order. Boo. But I um. I, I saw it on people's jackets, on people's shirts, and I saw it on uh, my host brother's CD um, mm-hmm. that was a Japanese artist. And I don't remember who it was. I mean, I think it was just someone who was come up and coming, but it doesn't matter. Either way, I, I asked my host sister once. I'm like, I am so confused because <laughs> I know Japan does not have marijuana. I, I mean, I know it's not there. So why does everything have, a po- have the, you know, the pot leaf? And she goes, what? And I point to it on the CD. I'm like, this symbol. And she goes, what does it mean? Oh, my God. (laughs) That was going to be my question when it came to their music. I've always noticed by listening to a lot of their music, they're stuck in the late 90s, early 2000s, what we would have here. For hip-hop, that's a good thing. Yeah. People were were shocked that I didn't like the Backstreet Boys. The Backstreet Boys is massive over there. Good Lord. Yeah, so Um, they are are about 10 years behind when it comes to stuff like that. I mean, that's just like... It's, it's okay. I don't even know of Justin Timberlake. But they uh, they like I I was. Just I always preferred In Sync over Backstreet Boys myself. Yeah, oh my well, God. the Backstreet Boys getting except for that song where they except for that song where they they got off the slow wrong with the airplane. I like that one. I'd have no idea what to talk about. <laughs> I actually don't either, and I'm the only chick here. <laughs> yeah, I'm confident in myself. So there you, there you go. Um, okay, guys, back to journalism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Journalism. Sorry. Let's get to something that's really important, which is food. Yes. Uh, this question uh, comes from one of our longtime listeners, The Hod, and he says, According to the book Confucius Lives Next Door, T.R. Reed talks about how Kentucky Fried Chicken was the most successful food chain, food chain in Japan. Is that true still? Also, shrimp toppings on pizza. Um, I love this question because, yes, um, KFC is by far the most, uh, as far as American food chains go, and aside from McDonald's, because let's face it, McDonald's is just on its own scale. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, that is definitely the most prevalent food chain in Japan, and it actually competes with some of the Japanese food chains in like Whoa. its prevalence. I mean, I I had a, a KFC in my little you know hometown, which you know we were the burbs. Mm-hmm. We weren't like a big city or anything, so we had a KFC and. The most ridiculous thing that I encountered with regards to KFC that will kind of display this is, I don't know if it's KFC intentionally marketing itself like this, or if it's just something that, you know, was some pop culture reference that got permeated and caught on, but KFC is the traditional American Christmas food. What? 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 Apparently, (laughs) because of course Japan, you know, their history of religion is Buddhist and Shinto and Christianity was introduced later. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are are a fair amount of Christians in Japan now, but let's, you know, it's a late introduction, you could say. And um, many Japanese people who are Buddhist or Shinto celebrate celebrate Christmas simply as the holiday of gift giving. Mm -hmm. Um, And they believe that to have a traditional Western Christmas, we go out (laughs) and we get our KFC (laughs) and we eat our KFC. KFC, and then we have our Christmas cake, and that's the traditional Christmas meal. And Get you can out. actually reserve your KFC in advance to make sure that you have your KFC on Christmas. And now, do they have the double down that that that, sh- that chicken sandwich with no bun? 
I sadly was not there when the Double Down was. That'll be case. some people's last Christmas. But, <laughs> that, that sounds totally like like marketing manipulation. Of, is. Hey, yeah. these people know nothing about Christmas, so exactly. we'll just put these funny ideas in their head, and now it takes hold and becomes a tradition, but through market manipulation. Exactly, and we we permeated the stereotype. I was there on Christmas with my family; they came over to visit, and we went all went out to KFC, and we were the good little foreign family eating our KFC. Well, let me ask you this: original or crispy? Which which is the crispy. one that they do? Yeah. How do, how so do they make a special Christmas chicken, or is it just the same crap from every single day? No, it is the same crap, and you want to know the saddest part? Mm-hmm. It is expensive as yeah. hell. I was I was gonna just about to ask that. It, <laughs> they jack up the prices on Christmas. Like a three piece box was like twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Christmas. Yeah. Does it does it taste it's Christmas the same? chicken, or it, there's a slight variation on taste? No, it, it tastes about the same. I mean, it's fried chicken. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to it's hard to, to mess up, and I'm sure they get the batter from America. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the other things too that I found interesting with this question from the hod was that that he talked about shrimp toppings on pizza (laughs) and there's pizza hut over there and let me just say you've seen everything when you have seen a shrimp and mayo pizza Mayo? You know, mayo, mayo that, on pizza. That, to me, that sounds delicious because I love pizza, I love shrimp, and I love mayonnaise. I have no problem with shrimp on pizza, man. I would love to try that, but mayonnaise on pizza? Mayonnaise, it was on multiple I'm pizzas. I'm allergic to mayonnaise. How is that okay. applied? Hey, hey, <laughs> people put freaking pineapples and disgusting things like that on pizza. So dude, pineapples, the sh- pine- not pineapples, the shit. I don't know what you're talking no, about, it dude. No, is, it is a cheese pizza <laughs> with mayo just drizzled on top. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like okonomiyaki? Yeah, kind of like okonomiyaki. Wow. Just liberally apply the mayo. That's- I would try it. I'm just so allergic to mayonnaise, so. Yeah. Uh, with a shrimp topping, but... I do, oh. sh- I do shrimp on pizza. They, yeah. they had all I'm kinds cool of crazy that. toppings over yeah. there pizza-wise. I did Octopus. not try any, but... There were many, many a topping. Man. Okay, so uh, we have a question on another topic, which is culture. (laughs) This next question comes from Yagadoga. How did she handle the culture shock of moving somewhere as crazy as Japan? Oh, man, I wish I could... What do you know about culture in five words or less? (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I went over there thinking, all right, I speak some of the language. I'm not fluent, but I speak some of the language. I know about the culture. Culture. Um, sorry, I don't want to steal your shtick. Um, I know about the culture, and, you know, you I... You don't know the meaning of culture. <laughs> <laughs> I might not know the meaning of culture, but I knew something about the Japanese culture. However, War is hell. Know. It's not entertainment. <laughs> yeah, Dennis is from Macross, too, so... <laughs> I like it. No, I like it. Um, but, uh, when I got there and I moved in with my host family, of course I had like the honeymoon phase of, oh my God, I'm in Japan. Um, and then it started about two started great to three you. weeks. <laughs> it was like, holy crap. I'm living with a Japanese family. I have to speak Japanese every day. Everything's different. I, I like, I can't get in my car and go somewhere. You know, I'm walking or taking buses everywhere, which really wasn't too bad. Like once, I, but it, it was just everything was different and nothing was normal nothing was what i knew and and i did go through a period of culture shock where i just like i kind of hold myself up in my room for a little bit and i was just kind of like i just want to i want to watch american television shows and i think i went through like two seasons of house like a season of survivor (laughs) like i just got home from school i sat in my room i watched my american tv shows i I ate dinner and i went to bed but um because you don't know about culture (laughs) (laughs) apparently i didn't and that was the problem but i mean it's like any culture shock you're gonna go and you're gonna get culture shock and and the point is is that you got to push through it because 
you, you, you can have your little time of, you know, oh, this is so different. Oh, this is so much more difficult. Oh, I have to get used to it, you know, and sit in your room, feel sorry for yourself for a little bit. But then there has to come a point where you're like, all right, I don't feel like going out, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to go shopping and I'm going to make things that are normal for me in a not normal place. And I mean, that's the best way I handled it was a good old retail therapy. I mean, and, and anime helped. It was what I knew. I mean, I could go to Tetsuya, which is a big bookstore over there, big book and um, DVD movie kind of thing, music. Mm-hmm. And I could go over and I could go to Tetsuya and I could walk through the anime section. And even if it was in Japanese, it was characters I knew, stories I was familiar with. And I was like, all right, this is something I know. And that was really the, the sounding board that kind of uh, that got me out of the culture shock. Sounds like Japanese Barnes & Noble. It, it basically is. What? That's uh, except for you can rent. Mm-hmm. Um, you pay a small fee, and it you rent anything you want from the store: CDs, books, magazines, DVDs. Right on. And there, there was a ton of piracy. Do you think some <laughs> of the, I'm just, I'm just gonna say do, do, do you think some of that, uh, some of that stuff that you know, some of the homesickness that you were going through, is because, like you said earlier, it wasn't originally like you had this initial thought of what Japan was, and then when you actually got there, you saw that, in a lot of ways, it's just a country, and they do the same old crap that we do here, go to work, go to school, and... See, I don't think it was because of that. I oh, think okay. it's because of more, like I said, like... It's just I so mean, it's just so alien, and the well, language difference, and everything. I mean, I knew, I knew I'd have the language difference. I knew it probably wouldn't be as I thought it was, but when you're actually there, and it hits you, I'm not going home. For five more months, right? That's like, it. I'm yeah. not gonna see my family for five more months, and then it like it kind of hits you that realization that it this isn't like you know around the block, and you can do it until it gets boring, and then you go home. So I mean, I think that's for me when the culture shock really okay. set in. Understandable. Well, uh, next I have a question of my own that's uh, very hard hitting journalism. Oh, oh and that's about race for toiletto. <laughs> now I hear that um, Western style toilets are becoming. Uh, more prevalent in Japan, so both with your host family and when you go out in public, uh, what kind of toilets would you encounter, and uh, did you have any learning curve with Japanese-style ones? Oh, and also, I, also, I also have a, 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 an addendum to his question. is okay. I've seen like, on a couple shows and stuff where they have like some of the cool things on their toilets, yeah. like uh, you know, remote controls, and yeah. you can do all this stuff on there. Um, Tell us some of the cool things that they have on the toilets, okay. too. Oh, oh no, I'll totally... I'm a big toilet fan. I'll totally... I I have stories. Like, they have um, a showroom, right? There's, yeah. like, showrooms and stuff. Yeah. I saw that on... Yeah, I saw it on a travel channel. It's not channel. that much different like, the toilet section of Lowe's, except for those can make animal toilets. Yeah, but these, I mean, these are cool toilets, though. I mean, they got buttons and stuff yeah. on it. Why would... I mean, um, so, ours just flush. <laughs> okay, toilets. Um, the toilet... The, the standard toilet in, like, a public restroom... It's kind of, you're either going to get a basic toilet that you'd find here in America, uh, if it's a Western style, or you're going to get a squatter. Um, and the squatter, there is a kind of fun learning curve. Of, um, <laughs> That's the, an interesting way of saying it. <laughs> the, the Japanese are cleanly people. Why am I walking into a bathroom that smells like urine? Um, and it's because... <laughs> <laughs> no matter, apparently, no matter how often you use a squatter, you will miss. Oh. So, um, oh. but uh, so squatters aside, um, yes, there is a learning curve. I, they aren't too common. They're common in buildings that were basically built in like you know 60s and older. 
um, 60s, 70s and older. Any buildings newer than that, they're going to have newer toilets or buildings that have been remodeled. Um, and in like BFE, nowhere, you'll find squatters. Um, which, speaking of a funny story, which I talk about, I actually have a panel called Traveling to Japan that I do at cons. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of this I cover in the panel, but this one particularly, I was... A cheap way to get around is to take night buses because you get on the bus at midnight, you sleep on the bus all night, and you get to Tokyo Whoa. at 8 a.m. So, I mean, it's it's like $50 to take the night bus one way, whereas the Shinkansen is 170 So I took the night bus a few times, and I get off the night bus at 3 a.m. I'm groggy. I barely slept. And I'm like, if I don't go to the bathroom now, I'm going to have issues when I get to Tokyo and I'm carrying my bag around. So... I get off the bus and I go to the bathroom and I'm kind of bracing myself for a squatter and I'm like slapping my cheeks. I'm trying to wake myself up because I'm like, I got to be on my A game for a squatter. And I see a sign that has a symbol of a Western toilet. So I'm like, yes, Hell Western yeah. toilet. America. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Was, was it a picture of like a toilet with a cowboy hat on it? Is that how you know it was a Western toilet? <laughs> or was it, or was the toilet, or was the, was the, the inside of the toilet, the American flag? No, I you wish. Know, those colors. But so... No, I, I I see one toilet, and I'm like, all right, it's Western style. Or a toilet style. with big round eyes. Score, yes. Squatters have the little skinny eyes, and the, the regular toilets have the big round ones. That's oh, how you know the difference yeah. in the picture. Um, but I, I get in. I close the stall door. I'm getting ready to do my business. Don't worry. I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. But um, I, I look over the toilet, and there is a picture and it has a stick figure person <laughs> in the toilet. Yeah. And it has three pictures. One of them, the person is sitting backwards on the toilet. Like their legs are facing, you know, the plumbing area. Oh on the other one, the person is literally standing on the toilet, squatting over it. <laughs> and they both have X's through it. And of course, there's a way to do it. But I'm sitting here, I'm going, one, why is this picture necessary? And two, are you really that confused that you see a Western toilet and squat over it? And... <laughs> And I'm not talking like hovering squat. I'm saying you're standing on the toilet seat squatting. I've seen pictures of that. Yes. Of, I mean, those, those pictures, those I illustrations. Th- I think I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I've seen pictures of stuff like that, too. I don't know if that was from Japan or from maybe some other country. I, but that is hilarious. I saw it in Japan, and I'm just like, how do oh you get God. it that wrong? I, I can kind of figure sitting backwards. But how do, you, how do you squat on a toilet and go, oh, yes, this is how I'm supposed to do it? But so those are kind of the array at school uh warming toilet seats are very common in nice places they have little dials um and you can warm them and i actually have a bathroom at school that i (laughs) get excited aren't you neil i'm just gonna spend my whole life sitting on here well how many times have you uh, you know not to get too graphic here but you know it's it's late at night it's the winter time you have to sit down it's like woo Man, I'm up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have heated leather seats in my car. I should have a heated friggin' seat on my toilet. Exactly. And I, I found the teacher. Tell your local congressman that. <laughs> I found a one one stall. I turned. You're on the, the clock, Marco Rubio. I want self-heating toilets. <laughs> and I, I swear, every time I went and used that toilet at school, it was as if a fat sumo man had just stood up from it, and it was warm and toasty. Wow. And it That's was awesome. Nice. Um, then, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and then at home, of course, it also has the warming feature. But there's a little control panel to the right of the toilet, and every toilet, oh, like by Captain the way, Kirk's chair. Yeah, basically. <laughs> this is awesome. Exactly like that. And every toilet, by the way, um, has a large. A Give large me all she's got, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big load coming down. <laughs> 
cup and I kind of change the laws of physics. Oh, but I can't handle it anymore. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, awesome. Sorry. Every toilet has, oh, it's fine. Every toilet has a large flush and a small flush in order to conserve water. So, you know, if, if you do number one, you do the small flush. Yeah. If you take a dump, you Those do the variable large flush. Those variable ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other things that it had on the control panel, um, most toilets in hotels or in common Japanese homes, they'll have bidets built in. Mm -hmm. So you can have, and they'll have different settings. You know, you can have like the power wash or the sprinkle <laughs> or, you know, the pulsing. When, All kinds of settings. When I went to Caesar's Palace in um in Las Vegas, they had a, they had the same kind of bidet. Yeah. There. I, I I went to town. The needless to I, say. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, something I really didn't want to know. Uh, next question. I spent too much time on this one question. Yeah. So. I, I'm sorry. I, I share it's I share okay. Neil's love of toilets. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's so bro that brought this down to hell. So. Hey man, I'm just saying. Okay. So moving on. Moving on. Yes. I apologize. Oh, right. Shut up. Answer the question. Shut up. No. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this, since this is Gundam, uh, it's fitting that I ask this question, which comes from Prince of Zeon. Really, how pervasive is Gundam in Japan? It seems to me its popularity over there may be skewed to us Westerners. Is there really a Gundam model shop on every street corner? Are those streets paid with Gundanium alloy? Um, yes, they are. And that's how the roads in Japan always stay so nice. Um, no, unfortunately not. Um, Gundam, I say Gundam as habit. Um, Gundam <laughs> in Japan is, well, I mean, it, it really starts with before Gundam series and just a love of, you know, the mech. And you have, you know, Tetsujin 28 no go, which is a really old mech series mm -hmm. predating yeah. Gundam. And that has. Old Gigantor? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Gigantor. <laughs> and that has a live statue now in yeah, Kobe. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, saw that one. Um, but I think it's one of those things where it's such a classic series and it also became such a defining series for an industry that defines Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, the Gundam and the big robots that it really... It, they, there are no Gundam sh shops on every corner. There, there is every not, other corner. Every other corner. I'm sorry. No Gundam shops on every other corner. But, I mean, if you walk in to an anime store, it will have something Gundam. Am, am Definitely. I, am I wrong to assume that it's like how... Yes, yes you are. <laughs> yes. You just are wrong. And I'm glad you admit it. <laughs> but is it like how... How Star Wars and Star Trek have infiltrated American culture. It really, it, it has a lot of similarities to mm -hmm. that. And if anything, it's a little bit stronger because even people who don't necessarily like Gundam mm -hmm. realize what it did for the industry and what the industry has done for Japan. And that's why you have things like Gigantor or the life-size Gundam that's traveling around Japan. Right on. Um, but, I mean, it's... It's definitely, it's popular, but I won't say it, it has like a craze to it. It's just more of a appreciation. Nice. How many, uh, how many Japanese guys with badly bleached hair walking around? <laughs> um, well, actually, when Probably I was Probably more over, in the city, right? Not, not more, so much in the... More in the city, less in the suburbs. But when I was over there, the style was being a brunette. Oh, really? That really? was really, that was the big deal, was to, to be like a, a brown a hair, brunette. huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, because I think they figured out that if they bleach their hair, it looks like shit. Oh, those roots start to show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think Asian women have gorgeous hair, but I think when they bleach it, nine times out of ten, it looks terrible. Yeah. Damn. And what guys look do it, it's really yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh. And you're not Super Saiyan. No. Poor Onizuka. <laughs> <laughs> Onizuka makes it work. He's the one exception he, to He does. Work. He does make it work. Never has shown roots. And probably Gak, right? Uh, what's it? Gak. 
Oh yeah, Gak does um. No, he's an immortal demon. He doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, kind of related to that um, line of uh, of anime. Uh, this is a question just from my head. Did you visit uh, Akihabara, and is it sort of like the the nerd's paradise that I hear it uh, described as so often? Um, I did visit Akihabara. I was kind of disappointed by it in a way. Ooh. Um. Now, don't get me wrong. There is definitely a sh- much stronger anime influence in Akihabara than what you'll oh, find Oh, it's okay. We, we like to crush people's dreams and hope, <laughs> okay. too. All right, I'm on the So, I mean, it, you're, you're on the path of goodness here. Me and Chris are just... Chris, I'm sure, is smiling right now. He's like... <laughs> more, more dreams and hopes are being crushed. I mean, I just... Crush I those filthy otaku dreams. <laughs> and sure, there was, you know... 30-story tall anime billboard walls, and there was uh, Evangelion-themed lock. I know I agree with your sentiment on Evangelion, by the way. Um, (laughs) But uh, there was Evangelion-themed lockers. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that, because now people, in addition to Neil, they can direct their derision about that towards you, too. I... I will mind rape that, that whole mind rape scene um, in Ava. I will do that to you about that show. Ooh, um, nice. heard it. But uh, I mean, it, it has more anime stuff. But it's kind of like I said, you see anime stuff everywhere in Japan. It's just yeah. part of the culture. Like I mean, in Top World, their equivalent of like Publix or um, Kroger or whatever. Nice. I they there's Dragon Ball. Z tissues and like (laughs) I mean it's just it's something that's normal over there so I mean I guess it's kind of diluted when you go to a place that has a little bit stronger um, of an influence that you're just kind of like oh whatever but um, I did see cosplayers in Akihabara I did see people not like just regular people but like people promoting things like I saw a girl dressed up as Haruhi Suzumiya uh, promoting a new store opening up and you know there was more stuff there but it was just kind of I mean, it it wasn't like I kind of expected to go there and see like people in cosplay everywhere and like <laughs> it rain like anime DVDs from the sky. And it, it, it was just I mean, I was more impressed by the porno the, after did, dark. Oh, nice. 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 Uh, did you um, did, you get the, did you get to visit any of the um, like the technological stores like the Sony store or, um, or arcades? That's like they're, it's the same crap. Oh, now, arcades. Um, the, the technological stores were I, I mean, I. Again, I was I kind of had that false delusion. Like Akibara, I built up way too much. I had the false delusion that I'd walk into these technological stores and I'd be like, "Helicopter robot that dusts your tables." <laughs> no, I mean it was it was basically the stuff we have in America, just out a few months. But they earlier. do have sexeroids, right? They do have sexeroids. I saw them, um, and I saw two Japanese men in the process of buying like one that looked like a seven-year-old. Yeah. But um, uh, that's uh, a true story. And and that a good time was had by all. <laughs> Except by the sex roy. Like, <laughs> the arcades were amazing. Stop it. They were astounding. And and to relate it back to the podcast, there was in many arcades, there's about a half floor to a full floor of Gundam cockpits yes! that you go into yeah, and it's a game. model yeah. cockpit and you fight against the other people. Oh yeah. I didn't actually try it. I know that sounds depressing, but it was like six dollars <laughs> per play and I'm like, I just I, I will sit and watch. 
Yeah. And I I'd, sat inside one. I just well, play, could uh, you go into some more detail about the arcades because I know a bit about this uh, from you know what I've seen of friends who visited Japan. Because in America, you know, when you say arcade, that means like a place with like really stinky floors that's dark oh, yeah. and dirty with rundown <laughs> machines and it's run by a sweaty fat guy. So please contrast what Japanese arcades are like in comparison to what we have here. Think of a Japanese arcade like an American casino. Wow, it has okay. bright, flashy lights. It has, it you know, it no clocks on a, the walls. A little bit, a little bit of shtick to it. Pit with boss. like yeah, pit boss. Pit pit boss. You never been to a casino then? Sorry. <laughs> pit boss is the guy who's a, who who watches the tables to make sure oh, cheap. Oh. Guy with the ear set. There, there are there are some of those in like the Gundam arenas and things like that. Right yeah. home. Um, but because uh, I know they got a big no photography thing. Oh uh, yeah. Stance in arcades. The the I I took a few photos anyway. There you go. But um, <laughs> they uh. The smallest arcade I went to was three stories tall. Mm-hmm. Now, keep, keep in mind, <laughs> keep in mind too, though, that they are Japanese stories. Yeah. Um, so one story yeah. is much smaller than what we think of in American perceptions, but it's still significant. And everything's larger. vertical there, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, um, you'll have one floor that's all purikura. You'll have another floor that's just claw machines. Mm-hmm. You'll have another floor that is the gambling but not really gambling because this is japan floor um pachinko yeah yeah pachinko. all the all the old people yeah. smoking chain smoking cigarettes yep. gambling away the pachinko, rent. The little, yeah. they have hardcore you know those uh, games where you drop the quarter in and you try to get it to like, yeah. yeah they have hardcore games of those what? i have videos i'd show you guys like it is hardcore and we, that is dumb. And we have those at what 7-eleven you, like, you like fire <laughs> them um, you like fire them like a machine gun and like you mm-hmm. try to get balls into slots and they have hardcore ones of those Word. and then they have like a Gundam floor they have um, like I have not I have judgment um, uh, what's the name Lords of Vermilion I think it is the card game yeah, they yeah. have like a card game floor um, and then like just general floors below that I have a question for you regarding gaming yeah I'm Doing this in, uh, for because uh, Sobro is probably embarrassed to, to ask this. Did you were you able to meet Daigo and did you Shut did you up. thank him for everything that he's done for you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you get to touch his right hand and actually feel the power? I actually of the... kissed his right hand. Oh my god! Oh my Sobro's gonna murder you. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm curious. Uh, did you go to uh, any of the Sega arcades? I did go to a Sega arcade at one point. I mean, I went to. I, did I it? Have, did I did Japanese. it happen to have the full car initial D experience? Um, it was. I it was not the full car. Oh. I I did play the initial D experience, but it was not the full car. Damn. Also, uh, since we do have them over here inexplicably at some arcades and Dave and Buster type places, mm-hmm. how uh, pervasive at Japanese arcades are the um, horse racing ones? Yeah. The horse racing ones? Those yeah, horse, horse racing, racing games, games where you just, you know, it's a big screen with a bunch of seats in front of it and you yeah. just sit bet on the horse racing. I didn't see anything like that. Wow. That's probably. Derby uh, Stallion? Like the, the, yeah. Uh, I've, so, I know what he's talking about because yeah. they, they actually do have them here. Um, oh. Yeah, you just bet on race games basically, where you sit and you you place your bet, and then um you watch the the race play out, and then whatever whatever whoever whatever horse wins, you win it. Why don't you just go to real horse racing? That's what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do they even have a real horse race in Japan? I don't think so. Japan's tied on space, so maybe they can't open up. Maybe Churchill Downs can't go over there and open up a whole bunch of new (laughs) horse racing places. But um, it it, it makes sense to me. But um, I I didn't realize that was a big thing, Chris. Is that is that really um a huge following? over in Japan? Yeah, horse racing games uh, are quite popular from what I've seen. There's a bunch of horse racing games, and on home consoles, too. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't see it, but, I mean, again, it's a whole country. Just probably, because yeah, I you didn't probably weren't yeah, looking for it. And I wasn't yeah. looking for it. 
either. So, so here's probably, a very important probably question. Probably on the pachinko floor. <laughs> Maybe. From Snoops619, how often does Godzilla actually attack? I think it's exaggerated in the movies. Well, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about with uh, Tokyo Tower being destroyed earlier. They really, they got a down pat and they just, you know, Godzilla. Were you kind of disappointed up. he didn't attack enough? Um, I would be. I, I mean, I was disappointed, but like Mothra paid visits. So oh, okay. they like work in shifts. Gamera went in there. Yeah. Okay. And then Ultraman showed up and beat him down. There you go. <laughs> How many common writers are there running around the street at any given time? <laughs> and and Super Sentai teams. And don't forget about Jet Jaguar. Don't forget about him. <laughs> oh, God. Jet Shut Jaguar. <laughs> Another submitted question. Uh, this one comes from Raijins. He says, did you meet any Japanese people that had a dislike slash hatred of Gaijin? I'm sure he meant Gaikokujin. Anyway, on the other end of the scale, did you ever meet any Western fangirls slash fanboys? How about hilarious English moments? I, as far as Gaijin, I say Gaijin. A lot of people over there say Gaijin. But yes, the true word is Gaikokujin. Um meaning uh, outside country person, if you break it down kanji-wise. So it literally just means foreigner. Gaijin's the slang. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean something nasty, which is a, what a lot of people think. Um, it's basically, the way I say it in my panel is, it's the same word, it depends on how you use it. In English, we can say, oh, that person's a foreigner. And it might be true, and you're just observing a statement of fact. Or you can say, that dirty foreigner. Same word, different meanings. Um, I actually... I really didn't meet anyone who hated Gaijin, um, and that that's being said, I mean, I went to Hiroshima, I listened to a Hibakusha, which is an atomic bomb survivor, oh, recount wow. their story, mm -hmm. um, and even they said that a lot of Hibakusha do still have a hatred of America, but it, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the extreme end of the spectrum, yeah. and, and even she said that most Hibakusha today are like, you know, Americans today had nothing to do with that incident. They mm -hmm. had no power over it. So, I mean, I, I met all kinds of extremes. Most people I met were more curious about me and why I was there because foreigners are very uncommon and I am very foreign looking in Japan. <laughs> um, and uh, most people were more curious, but they weren't. They, I wouldn't say they had a dislike. If anything, they just had a dislike because I didn't know the culture. I didn't know the unspoken rules. That's right. You didn't know about culture. Culture. <laughs> um, I didn't know the unspoken rules, and I, I didn't speak the language as well as they might have liked me to. So it was just more annoying things that you'd find in any cult. Uh, so country from uh, just to in, just to O'Reilly interrupt your your answer with another question. Um, you mentioned Hiroshima. From seeing that and from other things in your time there, how would you say? Uh, how would you describe the way that Japan deals with? World War II. I'm very curious about that because um, I was in Germany a few months ago and from what I saw and also from what I've read about Japan, it's uh, like two completely different things, they the way have, both countries uh, deal yeah. with that. They have, um, they definitely have a very strong victimist history. Um, there's definitely a lot of parts where they focus a lot on the atomic bomb and not the horrific things which the Japanese were doing. Yeah, right. Um, not surprising. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even even in the atomic bomb museum, like, I was walking around, and, and I don't, I mean, I don't want to get into if it was right or wrong, but they had things like, in Hiroshima, at the time of the atomic bomb, there were X many civilians, and I'm like, yes, and you're not mentioning that civilians were directly helping with the war effort. So X many less soldiers, all right? And some Koreans. And I'm like, you mean the Koreans you brought over as slave labor? Those Koreans? 
or or sex labor. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I mean, so. Or what about the POWs that died in uh, yeah, Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Yeah, it's just one of those things where I mean, they definitely have their own spin to it. It's definitely a lot more. <laughs> Some would <focused> say spin. <laughs> on, uh, it's definitely a lot more focused on the victimist side of things. Of oh, mm. we were bombed, and therefore our atrocious acts are not really focused on they pale in comparison exactly so there's definitely a lot of the two hundred thousand people that were killed don't compare to the millions that we killed unnecessarily and raped and raped in china um yeah but i mean it's one of those things where i just look at it like no one wants to paint themselves to be the bad guy and everyone's hands are bloody are you there on december 7th Oh, shoot. I was there on December 7th. I would have walked around with a flag. <laughs> oh, damn it. We so, and the lay. Let me interrupt you answering the question of the question with yet another question because it relates okay. to this. Right. Um, I've, I've read that um, people who live in Japan who are of Korean and Chinese descent um, sometimes are... Uh, mistreated and are looked down upon. So did you have any encounters of that, of Japanese people mistreating other Asians who are especially of Chinese or Korean descent? Yes. Um, There definitely is, I mean, it's getting better uh, with every generation, of course. And especially the uh, Korean, um, I forgot what the term is, the sociological term, but like the Korean movement where the dramas came over and a lot of the music came over to Japan, that's helping with the younger generations. But I mean, in, in Japanese families, it is worse to marry a Korean than it is a foreign person. Get out. Um, and I foreign actually... Foreign meaning anyone other than Korean? Yes. Like an American or like something. Like an American um, who doesn't know anything about the culture, doesn't speak any Japanese, and is an idiot. Um, but uh, I, uh, like I met a Chinese woman, and, and this is in part just hard just because uh, becoming a citizen of Japan is hard, but she was Chinese. Uh, she moved to Japan. She'd lived there for 10 years. She'd opened up a business. She spoke Japanese fluently. Mm-hmm. Um, but she still hadn't become a citizen yet oh. um, of the country. And I had a friend um, who was another foreign student. Her name was Hiwon. Yeah. And um, she is from Korea. She's went to college in America, mm-hmm. or is going to college in America, rather. And um, she went and studied abroad at Kansai, and she was another homestay. And she actually, I mean, she was very nervous going over. Like, she was like, I don't, I'm, I hope, you know, my home state family has got to be open to this kind of thing, obviously. Um, and she had a few experiences where, oh. um, you know, if people found out, they were kind of, they, they had a pause to them. But she, she was lucky in that her Japanese was very, very good. Yeah. And she was near fluent. So even though she had Korean facial features, mm-hmm. because she was Asian and because she spoke near fluent Japanese, she was able to kind of get by okay because she was just kind of assumed to be japanese um but that's not too surprising from some of the stuff i've read like some people like if they're korean or chinese and if they don't look that korean or chinese and their japanese is good that they'll change their names to japanese names to try to blend in Mm -hmm. yeah that that definitely happened a lot and like i said it's getting better with the younger generations like every generation um is let there's less of that but there still is i mean there's still very very much that kind of stigma and very much that kind of racism and hate and especially a lot of the older generations like one of my professors um married a japanese woman and he was talking about you know that kind of relationship and things like that and while we were on the subject he was like yeah but for the family it was well at least it's a foreigner and a stupid american and not a korean Ooh, wow stupid so, american huh yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Baka gaijin. Yeah, mm. baka gaijin. But so uh, with the, the marriage stigma, would you say it's like equivalent to, say, in the 1950s America, the idea of a white woman marrying a black man? I, I would definitely put it as similar. I mean, I, I don't think... Is it worse? I don't know if it's worse or better, because like I said, with every generation, it, it is gets, getting yeah, better. Yeah, um, and I think there's a lot, too, that also depends on the family, of course, because yeah. um, I hate to make blanket statements. But, I mean, on average, I, I would compare it to something like that, where, you know, early... Well, that really wasn't early, but, you know, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s, maybe America, you know, interracial marriage was just... You didn't have that. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see it. And it, it's starting to become more common in Japan, just like the single mother is becoming more common and things yeah. like that. But it's still very much, it'll turn heads to a lot of people. And even if even if they're not racist, they'll still be like, oh, you married a Korean? Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, even if they're ultimately okay with it, it gives it gives pause. Oh, isn't social- that special? Because <laughs> they know socially it might be stigmatizing. It, right. Yeah. It yeah. might, it might go, not go down and every situation and Koreans it's the same way too I mean in Korea there is an equal I knew I used to to know a guy who was Korean and lived here and his parents refused to let him own any video game systems because at the time like a decade ago all the video game systems were made by the Japanese so he actually had to go and hide them all in his room like in boxes and if he wanted to play them he had to lock his door hook him up to his TV and when he was done put them away because they hated the Japanese so much they wanted nothing Japanese in their homes yeah and I I did a study in school I knew a girl who her um and she's my age who her mother is Korean and her father is Japanese mm-hmm. and I I mean I approached her at one point and I'm like I'm writing a paper can I write a paper on you right on um and she was very nice and she's a great friend of mine and she was like sure and she talked about it like when she was in Japan she really worked to be Japanese and then when she went to Korea when they moved to Korea and mm-hmm. they lived with her mother's side of the family and she went to Korean schools there was definitely a calling for her to be very un-Japanese and kind of cast that part aside and I mean her families were obviously both families were more open to it but yeah. society on the whole was very harsh on her growing up in that respect yeah I know there's some mutual distrust on the other side of the ocean as well I recall there have been issues uh, in Korea when certain anime aired in Japan that um, have depicted Koreans like Hitalia Axis Powers or yeah. even something as small as um, a guy who looked like a Korean star in High School of the Dead People got pissy about that. Ooh. It's it's one of those things that I think in, you know, another two, three decades, it's going to be kind of like, again, like America to keep comparing it where, yeah. you know. In, in, in other words, 60s, when all of the hateful old people die. Yeah, basically. <laughs> when all the hateful old people die and the young people who didn't <clears throat> listen to them grow up. But, um, I mean, it's going to be like America where, you know, in the 50s, an interracial marriage was unheard of yeah. and shocking. In the 80s, it was, you know... It became more of the norm. It became more more Now it's pretty common. And then, you know, nowadays, it's just like, oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, exactly. Why is that an issue? (laughs) So, yeah. And to wrap up what originally was the first question, uh, English moments. English moments. Um, I I do want to touch on, though... I'm sorry, I know I I talk forever. Um, But the Western fangirls, fanboys, they have a love of Western culture over there. Whoa. They... I mean... I did. I, I met people. I went to Osaka Universal Studios because through an odd turn of events, I by proxy knew the girl who played Alphaba and Wicked and she got us free tickets. Awesome. Um, and I was there with an, Eng- an Englishman who. An Englishman is what an you Englishman. almost said. I almost, <laughs> almost said that. 
Um, I was there with an Englishman. Hello, um, I am an Englishman. And an Aussie. And of course, the Aussie was like 6'3". Awesome. Um, the Englishman was like 5'10 uh, or so. And then there's me, who's 5'8 and blonde. Mm -hmm. And all of us look painfully foreign. And we're just having a fun time in Universal. But we were walking around and there was a mother who came up to us and she goes, will you take a picture with my, with my daughter? Oh. And we're like, okay. So we stood in front of the Universal Studios, you know, the globe over there, and we took a picture with her daughter. And she's like, thank you so much, kind of deal. Um, and we're like, yeah, no worries. And like three other people just came up and we're just like, start we charging. take pictures with you? And we're like, um, okay, we're not part of the attraction. You know that, right? Like we're here too visiting. But I mean, there's definitely a large thing of that. There's uh, like Abercrombie and Fitch opened in uh, Ginza when I was there. And oh, there was a line that's gotta be huge, four cause... blocks long yeah. to get God, into an Abercrombie hey, and Fitch. The, the mall here, Millennium Mall here in Orlando, the one they have in there, you go in there, there's nothing but Asian people yeah. buying stuff I mean, it, from that place. Uh, Forever 21 opened up over there oh, in Harajuku yeah. a little bit before I got there, and like they had the police there, what? and the firemen making sure, not not riots, but um, just, just in making case. sure it stood yeah. to code and things like that because of the massive amounts of people. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just, there's a lot of those kind of people over there who are just like, oh my god, it's Western, I love it. Which really, <laughs> let's face it, how many anime fans are, oh my god, it's Japanese, I love it. Um, yeah. As far as English moments... I have one English moment that sticks out of my mind. I uh, I love to cook for my host family because I wanted, like, they were sharing with me their culture. So I wanted to share with them my culture. Um, so I I was like, I'm going to cook stew for dinner. I'm going to cook beef stew. Because, oh. you know, a hearty beef stew, that's American. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm. so I, I tell them the night before and I wake up the next morning and I'm eating, I'm sitting eating my breakfast and my Okasan, who's my mom, um, mm -hmm. or my host mom, was like, what do you need for your chew? And I'm like, my, my chew? And she goes, yes, yeah, sure, chew. <laughs> and this goes back and forth for a few minutes. I'm sitting here thinking, all right, maybe my Japanese side of the brain just hasn't turned on yet this morning. Uh -huh. um, and she ended up writing it out, and I'm like, oh, you're saying stew. <laughs> because they don't have that S-T double consonant sound in there, yeah. you know, in Japanese. And that whole night, I was sitting there, and they made me say stew probably about... A mm, hundred times <laughs> as they all tried to say it like an American what? says it. Um, so, yeah, that, that would definitely be an English moment where I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that because it transitions to the next question, which is about food. Oh, food. Uh, is, this question comes from Durian Milkshake. Is food expensive? I watched some late night shows where celebs go to cheap food stands that look awesome. Food is expensive. Everything in Japan is expensive. Damn. It's all it is in. in. And, Would and you say, like, New York expensive? Yes, definitely. Um, and I'm not just saying that because the exchange rate right now sucks balls, and it sucked <laughs> less balls, but still sucked when I went over there. But, um, no, it, it is expensive. Um, I mean, paying $10 for a meal is the equivalent of paying five dollars for a meal here it's just like commonplace it's, you know what you do so food is very expensive uh produce is very expensive oh because God. they don't have a lot of places to oh, grow yeah. and so it's either has to be imported which is expensive and if it's grown locally it's expensive because they don't have a mass amount growing locally so yeah. produce is expensive Meat is expensive for the same reason. There's no land for animals to graze. The cheapest thing is, of course, fish yep. because they're an island, so they have everything that they can dig up from the ocean that they try to. Um, 
So food is expensive. I mean, especially Western food that gets brought over there. Like I saw a jar of Skippy peanut butter, one of the tiny jars. Whoa. That was like $5. I'm like, Skippy is not even the good brand. Get Jif over here. (laughs) But um, as far as the food stands, food stands are amazing. Um, I went to tons of them. When my sister was visiting, uh, she really said it best. We have an infatuation with meat on a stick. It's just good um, for multiple reasons that I will let people's mind wander on. But um, it's just, I mean, meat in stick form is fantastic. And they had all kinds of... You said it, not me. (laughs) Normally you have to pay your guests to say that shit. Um, But uh, the food stands are amazing. And they're probably like the cheapest way to eat because you end up spending like $5, but you graze on like two or three things and you can get yakisoba and okonomiyaki. And my favorite was... Stop, you're making me hungry. they um, They had this thing, and I still don't know what it was called, but it's basically like a wafer, like... I don't know, like what you get at communion. My mm-hmm. my, my Catholicism <laughs> roots are showing. Nice. Um, and it's basically like a thin wafer, and they slather it in like a similar soy sauce space, but mm-hmm. kind of like what you put on top of okonomiyaki. Put a fried egg on top of it. Put rice krispies on top of that. Put covered in mayo now, and put uh, bonito flakes on it, which are the fish, the dried fish flakes. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. I don't even know what it was, but I ate it somewhere, and I'm like, oh, my God, that is, that is heaven delicious. in my mouth. It sounds, like, it sounds like the body of Christ combo meal. It, it, <laughs> the body of Christ combo meal. I like it. This, would have, like that's it. A, this is a perfect place to drop in uh, audio of, of Chibudi Crockett in Japanese saying, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to find that. <laughs> so... This might be an obscure question, but I'll explain why after you answer it. But uh, did you encounter any uh, Don Quixote stores in Japan? Oh, my God. I love Don Quixote. What? I love Don Quixote. In fact, I bought my um, Rirakuma pajamas at Don Quixote. So I take it they sell clothes there? Well, they sell everything there. Oh, wow. It's kind of like... um. Does that little song of theirs play the whole time? Yes. There. <laughs> there, there's all kinds of stuff. Don Quixote is like, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's kind of like, it's nicer than a flea market, yeah. but not as nice as a Walgreens, and it has equally wide of an assortment of random shit in it. <laughs> um, but Wait, so, so they have a jingle in the store that it plays the entire time? Uh, basically, they, oh, they put re- other stuff in between. That reminds me of Shenmue, and Chris, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Those um, those 7-Eleven type stores you go into? Yeah. And they play that jingle. It's it's like almost gets. Well, you're you're close to why I was asking because actually it was about yakuza. Because mm-hmm. um, in Japan, uh, the yakuza games have heavy, heavy corporate sponsorship. Right. Uh, they have real life uh, store brands in there, and if you go into any of the bars or restaurants, they all serve real booze Ooh. and lovingly tell you about how wonderful the booze you're ordering is because it's made by these guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Like here, this beef eater is amazing because it's made with this and this and this, and this Sapporo is amazing because of this and this. Santoro, Santori stuff is amazing because of this and this and this. So, wow. uh, in Don Quixote, in there, Don Quixote, in Yakuza, which is set in their fictionalized version of uh, Kabuki Cho, mm-hmm. one of the corners there's a uh, Don Quixote store, and it's there in every single game. And you can go in there 24 hours a day to buy whatever crap you want. And it and has whatever crap you need. Yes, it does. <laughs> whatever crap you need um, for fighting. 
<laughs> keeping little girls happy. And uh, the whole time that you're there, there's this little song playing, Don Quixote, and it just goes on and on and on and on, looping forever and ever. I, I definitely heard a jingle. I, I don't think it was in an, on an endless loop. I think there might have been some like radio mixed in with it, but yes. Good, because that song drives me a little nuts. <laughs> whenever, <laughs> I, whenever I run by there, even when I'm not going into that store, it just drives me nuts. Yeah, I actually, I walked for like 30 minutes to get to Don Quixote to buy my Didakama pajama, pajamas. Nice. What about, did, were you able to go to any of the bars in Japan? Did you go to any of them? Yeah. I How were those? To, um, I mean, they're they're great. Uh, there's all kinds of, there's like the little, um, the little, oh my god, why am I, for some reason my brain just flipped over to Italian and all I can think of is Trattoria. <laughs> um... But there's like there's the little family kind of own bars like the the bars where you know you're gonna see the the Japanese businessmen after yeah. work mm-hmm. like the local bars that you sit down they put edamame in front of you in front of you and you just drink beer. Yeah. Um, and then there are of course. Do you encounter you know, any drunken sailormen with their with their ties around their uh, their foreheads? <laughs> I did not, unfortunately. Oh, Maybe man. their ties That's... a bit loosened, but not around their foreheads. <laughs> it was early that night. Yeah, right? it was. It was. It was still early. The night was young. But um, we also went to you a chicken you, bar. You went to the chicken. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all basically... keep talking about food for a second. I'll be right back <laughs> for obvious reasons. Which is basically it's it's this bar place where everything is like under three dollars and mm-hmm. you you eat in like little plates and they have all kinds of alcohol right and it's a chicken bar basically because they serve all parts of the chicken you oh, can have yeah. grilled cartilage you can have hearts you what? can have you know liver Giblets. you can have of course yeah give whatever oh. like if it is on a chicken you can get it at this place but they actually have like good food so I it's mean, like I it's like a, it's like a bar in the deep south then yeah exactly <laughs> it's like a bar in georgia did you did you go into any of those bars that are like under underneath buildings? Like I used to watch this anime show called the the Bartender, mm-hmm. which is an anthology series where like someone would come in, um, they'd have a problem and the bartender would help them solve it. Right. And it was like a real intimate place. So like it only fit like maybe seven eight people. Oh yeah. I and mean, it was nice looking. And it's like man, I wonder if that's like modeled off a real place or if there's like a string of little small intimate bars, oh, like bars like that here. Yeah. I mean, there's like like the bar in the hometown I went to, um, or in my hometown that I went to. I you go up the stairs mm-hmm. and there's probably i don't know six tables and three seats at like the bar area right and you know they have like a light menu of food and you sit down and you drink and there's only you know no more than like 20 people in there at a time and it's Goodness. just the locals yeah. but i mean it's because space is at such a premium mm-hmm. that you're gonna find so many hole in the wall places yeah, where if nice. it is big enough to fit more than a small handful of people, they're gonna do something with it. Yeah, they make they so, make they make a good use of out of all their space yeah, there. They really yeah. do. Um, so yeah, bars. All right, so um, now we've talked about eating crap. Let's talk about buying crap. <laughs> buying crap. This is a pair of questions that are related. They come from. Um, Mulaflaga and Dalo Arlance. Moo asks, if you could have a souvenir from Japan, what would it be that you would bring back? It can include anything like a charm mask, life-size RX-78, or pile of manga, or anything. Similar, Dalo asked, when in Japan, what was the biggest anime-themed item that you were happiest to find and take home? Um, I'm actually going to a- answer Mulaflaga's 
question in a non-anime sense, um, which for which I apologize, but you said it can include anything. <laughs> um, and surprise, we're not done with food yet. I would love to bring back Asian pears. They had Asian pears bigger than my two fists put together. What? I would love to bring back in the wintertime, there were vendors that had coals and they would cook yams, sweet yams mm. on the coals, and they'd just give them to you and they were like a dollar and they were amazing. Awesome. Um, and my favorite thing is yuzu which is a flavor. It's a fruit, and it's mm -hmm. kind of like a cross between an orange and a lemon, and it's a winter fruit. And they had yuzu teas, and they had yuzu um, sweets, like candies, anything. Oh, my God, I love the flavor. But as far as um, the, the biggest anime theme item that I was happiest to find and take home, because I was there in the wintertime and over the holiday season, I was able to go to Comic Cat at oh, right Tokyo on. Big Site um, on Odaiba in Tokyo. And... I mean, I, I assume everyone knows what Comic Kid is. You probably is. were there at the same yes. time. Pop, uh, Pedro went to Comic Kid too, right? Yes, he did. He went uh, last August. Last August? Were you there? I was, I was on in the fall. I was in the January Comic Kid. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, but uh, I went to Comic Kid and I walked around with the, you know, a million of my closest friends <laughs> and in like a packed room that you could barely breathe, nevertheless move. But I actually <laughs> found... Uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena is my favorite anime series of all time. Right on. Um, and I found, an, and I love art books because I love art. I'm an artist and I draw and stuff. And I found an, a, a fan art book of Utena fan art. And I loved it. And I also found um, Orphan, Sorcerer Stabber Orphan, which is another one of my f series that is not very good, but I hold it near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I found a doujin of Orphan, and the, those were, like, the biggest thing for me because it wasn't just, like, mass-produced crap that I could order off J-List, mm -hmm. but it was something that I could only get that art book from being there at that point in time and walking yeah. by that booth. Like, and, and, you know, the doujin, they do one edition, and then the next year it's something else. So yeah. it's, like, that is the biggest thing that I was happy to take home. Oh, Aside from all my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I took a ton of pictures. That's freaking awesome, man. On also the subject of anime, question from Strike Zero. Oh. These days, complaining about how moe anime is destroying the anime industry as a whole seems to be the popular thing to do amongst Western fans on the internet. While there, did the kinds of anime or culture media you observe reflect these concerns, or are all of the so-called issues simply the result of trolls spouting nonsense in their ever-persistent quest to find things to whine and moan about? Um, well, I don't know. I don't appreciate being called a troll, because I'm one of those people. <laughs> I wasn't um, just calling you a troll. But... <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I, it takes a lot to offend me. I'm oh. not really offended. But um, I, I get what he's saying. Like, I hope I can answer this question well, because it's, it's a hard question to ask. And I, mm -hmm. I unfortunately didn't... I met people over there who liked anime, but I didn't really meet a lot of people who really liked anime. Maybe not a true otaku. Mm -hmm. But um, I really didn't have a chance. They were to too really busy in their to. parents' basement. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Burning down their mom's house because she <laughs> dropped their Gundam. <laughs> Plamu. But uh, I mean, unfortunately, I, I really didn't make too many good friends with people who really liked anime. But uh, I, I would have to say, you know, going to Comic Cat and seeing anime over there, there is moe shit. Like you, you can't walk without seeing Toaru Kogaku no Railgun like porn. Um, well, yeah, but, um, 
I mean, I don't know if that's like the sentiment over there or if that's just kind of this is what the industry is right now. So uh, th- we're just going to go with it. And then, you know, whatever the industry is tomorrow, we're we'll going to go, go with that. that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't I really didn't get a necessarily like a feel of an overall anime fandom um, and what they felt on the Moe craze. But I think if anything, I just have to say, like, if, if they really had objections to it, um, I doubt I'd see as much dojin as there was of it but then again dojin is also mainly porn yeah so and let's face it moe makes great porn huh. i suppose that sounds like a quote right there moe makes great porn <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 that that's uh isn't that the uh the the motto of the pedo bear society <laughs> maybe so uh speaking of porn uh why don't you tell us a little bit about um tokyo's famous uh red light areas like kabukicho and Rapongi, if you oh, yeah. did happen to visit both of them I didn't visit Kabukicho. Um, I visited Roppongi, though. I visited Roppongi at night, um, which is normally people are like, oh, my God, don't go to Roppongi at night. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Roppongi at night. Because, I mean, Japan is, a, is an incredibly safe country. Um, statistically speaking, you have more of a chance of being raped and or murdered in America than in Japan. Whoa. As a woman, man. Oh, yeah, her. number one. Yeah, number one. <laughs> We ex- we win. Hey, we gotta be at the top of the world about something, right? Yeah. yeah. It's only not education. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We we pick and choose our battles well. Um, but I mean, I went to Rapongi, and I really like. Really, Rapongi just seemed to me like an adult area where there was a lot of pachinko parlors, and there was a lot of bars, and there was a lot yeah. of businessmen off work. But I really didn't see anything like. If you want to see the porn, you go to Akihabara at night. Mm. I mean, like I maybe. It well, I, I, I didn't mean more like um, not the anime porn stuff like movies. I meant yeah. like live action porn, as in porn on demand. Porn on demand, as oh. in prostitutes. Oh, yes. Um, well, I love prost- hotels. Yeah, <laughs> prostitution's illegal in Japan, but it's probably illegal. Like gambling is illegal. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't see that much of it, but again, I wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess that should say something at the same time, though, because if you go to, like, to give an analogy, at least for the two of you that'll understand, if you go to OBT at night, mm-hmm. you're going to see it if you're looking for it or not. Oh, yeah, you will. But, um. Well, you'd be surprised where you see it. You, yeah. Prostitution's not necessarily always in the bad areas. Yeah, exactly. You, there's, so. there's, there's places in Winter Park around here that you can go mm-hmm. that are very high class places that you can get some ladies of the night if you're willing. High class places for low class D. Exactly. Um, for those not in the know, that's Orange Blossom Trail. Yeah. In Orlando. It's Just in case you're looking when you come here. <laughs> no, don't send anyone to OBT in Orlando. Just, just wear your Kevlar. Just wear. The dam yeah. does not condone the hiring of prostitutes. The opinions of sober you do not reflect that of the Gundam. But staff. if you go with, if you go with sober, they won't mess with you. Yeah. So. No. He's hey, a this this is one. This is one situation where you're not going to get any guarantees of money back or anything. Yeah, exactly. No, no, if you get busted, uh, well, that's your, that's your that's fault. All, that's all you. That's all you. That's all you. So, um, let's see, what else do we want to talk about here? Are there strip clubs in Rapongi? Um, do you know? I think, I, I don't know for sure, but I think strip stripping is considered to be illegal oh. under prostitution laws. Wow. So I think that's why things like, uh, Host clubs? cafes yeah. have developed. Actually, the hotel It's there, hours. but it's not there. Like, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, again, it, I, yeah. I compare it to gambling. Mm-hmm. Gambling is quote unquote illegal. Oh, really? Yeah. And it, you, it's illegal. They, in they get around law, it from but, from what I've read. Like, um, you know, yeah, prostitution is illegal, but other sexual services 
are not like say hand jobs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so they strictly say like we only do this stuff, but if you pay us a little more, we'll do this other stuff too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, so that's how they just get around like just skirting around the technicalities. There's there's a it's lot of semantics. laws like that. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. there there are a lot of laws. Semantics, like that. or perhaps in this case, no, let me not. <laughs> well, it's obvious what I was about to say, but it's, yeah. it's too late for me to say it, so I won't. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't particularly see anything. But again, it goes back to I wasn't looking for it. Like, I did go to yeah, a maid yeah. cafe, um, and it was exceedingly disappointing. I, you see more at Hooters. I'm sorry, I was depressed. Damn. I was like, um, you, you need. And the girls weren't that hot. Really? For Asian chicks, they weren't that hot. Because let's face it, Asian chicks are on a completely different scale. Yeah. Them bitches. Are I'll agree with. Hot. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> I'll give you well, a high five. Also, <laughs> did you see any of those host clubs that um, featured in foreign women? Like I know there there are a few that um I didn't I didn't see any of them um but I might actually be back in Tokyo this next summer oh so no look for them yeah we'll be doing a sequel to this I I <laughs> applied for the job at for a job at the uh, American Embassy over in Tokyo oh, and I'm waiting get... to hear back right now out you must document the CD underground for us <laughs> yes I will I will go over yeah and we don't we them. we actually don't care about any of this other crap they're asking I don't care about Gundams I just want to hear about. <laughs> Dirty things, because that's 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 the true test of a country. Is it's, <laughs> like like with me, I would have gone to every bar in town every day, because that's where you're actually gonna you're gonna you know it's just yeah. like in cities in the United States. Neil's First place ball. I go to when I go to a new city is I head to a bar. I'm like, this looks like a good place, and you go there and you start BSing with the people. I think yeah. we found a new podcast: pub crawls with Neo. Pub crawls with Neo. <laughs> hey, I got no problem with that. Neo's pub crawls around the world. <laughs> Hey. I, I mean, I, and let's face it, I'm going to be in a prime position if I get the job because yeah. who knows more about the seedy underbelly of a country than politicians? There you go. There you and, go. and who's more true. proud of being seedy and undersided than the United States? Man, let's rock on. We have found a new foreign correspondent right here. <laughs> well, only if I get the job, so oh. let's not jinx myself. Now, yeah. if you do get it, you, you have to track down Daigo for Sobra. <laughs> you asshole! So, he, he's this he's this incredible street fighter because you know Soul Bro he's all about the street fighter. Our our Momo, our you'll yeah. do it, huh? I'll do it. You can either track down him or Momo or Sako. One I'll be God. on the case. There you go. There you Please go. don't. Just say that you will, but don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, you can. Lie. And if, if Soul Bro gives you uh, any money to uh, send him mm -hmm. uh, a game called um, Mobile Ops: The One Year War. <laughs> Don't don't buy it for him. Just yeah. just send him back the money on PayPal. I just sent so, you like twenty thousand. <laughs> we've we've gone through I think most of the questions. So I, I think uh, to close off would be fitting with this other question from Dalo Arlance, who asks, "What is the best memory that you took from Japan that you'll remember for the rest of your life?" I hate this question because it's like I mean I hate to sound like a beauty queen, but like it's hard to pick just like one thing I love so much. Um, but uh, I want to work on world peace. I do. Um, not not to get really sappy, but I think like the the real big thing that I'll remember for the rest of my life is my host family because um, they took me into their home and they loved me like they would that like they loved their own children and um, sure it was you and not that stipend they got every week by having you there. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was a world economic crisis, just not for America, too. So. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they, they were a great people. Way to crush the sentimentality, Neo. That's oh, okay. It's, it's okay. I'm going to bring That's it back job. and make him look like an ass. Um, my uh, my Otosan, my host father, actually had cancer. Oh, man. And he died shortly after I left Japan. Jeez. Oh, get up. 
Oh. So it, my condolences. Like there you was, go, Neo, foot and mouth. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't I kill him. So. Cancer did. Um, but uh, no, I mean it's it was one of those things where it, they knew it was coming. He had it for a long time, and I don't want to get too far into it because no one cares. But oh, um, <laughs> Soulbro cares though. Please tell us. No, but it, it was just one of those things where I think I'll I'll always remember that because I remember the family as a whole, and I know it's yeah. not like that anymore. So well, that makes yeah. sense because he's probably spent the most time with them too. Yeah. I mean, you know, so. But I have a question before sure. we conclude this up was there any high note <laughs> was there anything there that when you went there was you said some of the things that um you know kind of disappointed you but was there anything that surprised you or anything that you learned that you didn't really think of you know like it came out that you never really thought of japan in this way or anything like that because everybody always has these preconceived notions of it but is, was there something there that, you know, you experienced or something where it was just like, I never realized that this would be part of, uh, you know, the Japanese culture or anything culture. like that? Yeah. Or, or, or just the, the way they do things or their society. Um, I have to think about this one for a moment. I'm sorry to have like a long pause. Oh, that's okay. Just we answer can... the question. Yeah. I'll cut your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> I... Shut up. Answer the question. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, I I mean, I'd have to say, like... I mean, if you didn't, it's yeah. okay to say, too. I mean, I, I just didn't know that, you know, there's there's a lot of times that when people, you know, they go to different areas, they, they come out with certain things. I'll take the, the example that I had. Yeah. Those for, for myself is, when I, when the first time I went to college, I went away, I had a scholarship to go away to a, uh, a school in the Deep South, mm -hmm. in Mississippi. I, from South Florida... Grew up on the beach, a lot different. And, you know, you think of like Mississippi, you think of like Mississippi burning and stuff like that. Yep. And to be honest with you, yeah, there is, you know, there's always going to be racism wherever you're at, but mm -hmm. I never, it wasn't exactly like I thought it was. I didn't think, it, you know, not everybody was so backwoods and, you know, kind of inbred. And, you know, the people were just generally all nice. And, right. you know, even though I was like an outsider, because even in those areas, they still look at you when, you know, you're kind of just a little different. I, that's the way I was kind of relating it to. I, yeah. I, I didn't know if there was like something, some preconceived thing that you had or something that you just learned that it was like, you know, wow, I, I didn't realize it was going to be this way or, you know, they're just like us or something like that. And, I mean, aside from their love of fried chicken, um, that was that was surprising. That, 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 to me, that's one of the things I, I've learned the most out of this: the fact that KFC is like the Christmas dinner. It is of, a Christmas uh, dinner. I had Japanese people. Not to revisit the topic, but I did have Japanese people who looked at me in shock when I told them that on Christmas I did not eat KFC. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, what do you eat?" Turkey. Yeah, like <laughs> Christmas food pie. Turkey. Um, what the hell is that? <laughs> I have to say, like, well, if, I, you're, if you're Jewish, you I eat Asian food, yeah. so it's yeah. <laughs> the only thing that all open. comes full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one thing, and and this isn't so much of necessarily a refre reflection on Japanese culture, but maybe mm -hmm. more on ours. Is um, and this might sound silly. Easy, don't be on but... a patriotic here, because we're <laughs> a patriotic show. <laughs> but, um... America, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Texas Burger, Big America. That's what McDonald's was releasing, by the way. Um, oh, nice. But uh, when I was over there, things changed with the seasons, and I'm not just saying that as like a Floridian who doesn't have seasons, but like when you walked into the store, you yeah. could only get certain produce when it was in season. Yeah. You could mm -hmm. only get, you know, certain things 
when they were being grown or they were being done. And I, I think it was one of those things where we live in a society, and this isn't necessarily a criticism, but just an observation where you can get whatever you want year round. Because like, it's, it's all genetically altered. Yeah. And that's the way we do things in America. Exactly. Like, I mean, you can get watermelon in December yeah. anywhere. Ooh. You can get, you oh, know, yeah. whatever you want any time of the year. Might be more expensive, but you can still get it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little Buck bit more expensive, more. but yeah. it's there. But I mean, and, and that's what I was expecting in Japan too, but the yuzu or Asian pears is a good example. They're a fall thing. Mm -hmm. And once it hit wintertime, there were no more Asian pears. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, there yeah. are people selling these on the street. Why are they no longer here? And it's because they're definitely, they live, you know, definitely with the season. Same yeah. with flowers and same with everything else. So it might not sound like much, but it was something that I kind of had a realization about. So no, sorry, I, mean, I don't have a better thing. That's, that's a big observation. I mean, because. I think people in a lot of ways think, and you know, because Japanese culture sometimes it sounds like it mirrors the United States um, in the way they don't they, know the meaning of culture, but <laughs> they probably don't either. But but the fact that you know you, you have something as simple as that, yeah, that, it's very noticeable because, like you said, I mean, you can get apples here in the United States all year long. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's nothing like I mean, yeah. I, and I think if you walked into Publix or Kroger or wherever you shop at, and there weren't apples. You hey, would be very confused. Where's the produce manager? Exactly. Why? This is America. <laughs> America. I want my apples. America. Apples are America. American. Well, I, so I have um, one last question, if it's all right. Not about Street Fighter, please. Uh, well, right? it, it kind of is related, <laughs> but it's not. Um, you, well, whatever your question is, I'm going to one-up you with another one, so it's not the last question. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, not to go out on such a sour well, note. It right? is my last question. Okay. Um, you had mentioned Osaka. Yes. Um, and I don't know how long you were able to stay there, but um, I always was curious about Osaka. I know if I ever get to go to Japan, I, I'm definitely going there. Love Osaka. Um, or ironically, it is the home base of Capcom and SNK, as well as oh, many other video God. game companies. And there's the Pokemon the headquarters there. Oh, weird out of town, man. Yep. The, the Worldwide Poke Center? Yeah. Th this is, this is I what I wish we could just... a new one, actually. This is what I, I wish love we... them Pokemons. I love, love me so much. Catch all them motherfuckers. I'll, yeah, exactly. I love this them. is what I wish we could conference in Austin right now. Now for this question, Chris. Would, Just on a, on a moment's notice, what would happen if? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Why are you a grown ass man talking about Pokemans? Uh, I want to know what happens when a Pikachu does a Gyarados. There you go. <laughs> they should make Pokemon porns. They could sell millions of dollars. They probably do. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. But um, I guess I guess my question is how uh, how was your experience there, and was it hard to understand the Kansai dialect? What does well, that got to deal with? Yeah, Capcom? how funny do they talk? <laughs> I, I I just mentioned that Capcom and SNK, as well uh, as many other game companies, are based out of there. We don't care that they're there. Yeah, exactly. The, the, I do, but the rest of, the rest of the show doesn't. And but um, and why? I, hey, I'm just. Why does it matter? I, I'm just. I just <laughs> mentioned it. For for sake, so, for there are people out there. That I'd like care. to ask you this question <laughs> regarding Capcom <laughs> and all this. Their games. But, but my real question is, <laughs> okay, cut off Sobros, Mike, please. If, if, yeah. if you played enough of their games, you see actually a lot of Osaka <sighs> in their games, um, in background <sighs> stages and whatnot. Anyway, <laughs> how was your time there? And uh, was it hard to understand? Did, the did you did you uh, did, did you walk past? How many times did you walk past the the uh, the street session in in uh, Mark of the Wolves? <laughs> 
I'm sorry, I didn't go there, but I went to the place that uh, Magical Shopping Arcade Abenobashi was modeled after. Oh, there nice. you go. That's Shintaibashi, actually. But that's probably an anime Silver hasn't seen. Yeah. Hey, but but the but the place she's talking about. He'll see in five years. It's in Capcom versus SNK, so hey, there you go. It's in Shintaibashi? Yes, it's, it's, it's a there. big shopping arcade. Yep. But, um,. I mean, I was in the Kansai region. Hirakata, she is technically considered oh. to be in the Kansai region. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, Osaka was 20 minutes away by train. So right the weekends, we would go to Osaka to sightsee, to shop, to do whatever. Um, the Kansai dialect is very different. Um, and you call it, uh, many people call it Osaka-ben, mm-hmm. which is the, the dialect. Um, for example, there's, there's a lot of inside jokes. Like if you walk up to an Osakan and... You go, stab. They'll pretend like they die. Um, or like there's, and I forgot how to say it in Japanese, but there's this saying that the Osaka businessmen say where it's like, um, it's basically like a cordial greeting. It's like, how are you doing? And the reply is, well, I'm still breathing and making money. <laughs> so, so they're jokesters. Yeah. Oh, they, I mean, they're a lot more laid back. They're the south of Japan. Yep, they, yeah. and, and you'll hear that the in dirty. dubbing too, where... <laughs> In American dubbing houses, if they quote unquote do it right, yeah. Osakans will have southern dialects yeah. because that's the way that they're perceived um, by the other, you know, or areas. But um, Osakans speak much faster. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest part that I had with because since I was living there, I didn't have a problem with the dialect because I heard the slang and I heard the dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I they they just speak very fast and i had that problem with my host family because they would just go and go and i'd be like i understand what you were saying if you say it at about half the speed um but i understand I, that feeling because uh sometimes like people they speak to me in in portuguese and if they speak slow enough i can understand because it's that similar to spanish but people who speak portuguese particularly brazilian they're just like i don't know what you're saying and that's that's the osakans even even among japanese people will be like um they speak fast Mm -hmm. but uh i mean i i love the osakans which is ironic because in in the united states nobody would claim that anybody from the south (laughs) speaks fast (laughs) nope but I, they, there's a different, definitely almost a different culture within the culture. Culture. Um, <laughs> someone's you don't know count. about cultures within cultures. <laughs> someone's going to count how many times we say culture in this episode. We're speaking Hermit. Make it a drinking game, or yeah, I'll we... just make it a game because I'm going to drink anyway. Yes. <laughs> Where's Pee Wee Herman? There's no game in drinking. It's always serious business. The secret word of the day is culture. Culture. <laughs> <laughs> So to finish things off, um, I guess this would probably be the best question to... Actually, to, I have, I have one bad question. It's not a bad one, but I don't want to steal your thunder on this one. Did you... Just really quick, Chris. Yeah. Did you go to the beaches down there? Because I've seen a lot of them, especially in the southern part. They're really beautiful. I was just wondering if I, you I were able to go. I did go to the beaches. I knew friends... I had friends who did. Um, the best beaches are considered to be on the southern island of yeah. Kyushu. Yeah. Um, and that's like if the Japanese are taking a vacation, that's where they go. I saw some of their... They looked beautiful, and it was definitely you know, a great place. To, okay. It seemed a great place to go, but being from Florida, I'm kind of jaded about the beach. So. Any waves? Or? Um, I didn't really see much. I never really seen much, so I didn't know. What about those ugly, uh, ugly concrete blocks that you see by a lot of shorelines? Um, I mean, I didn't go to enough beaches, so I'm sorry. I'm only going off what people showed me on their, like, camera phones. How dare word. All right, Chris, sorry. So, um, with the benefit of your experience... What uh, what are some things that you would say to first-time Americans traveling to Japan so they don't encounter some of the uh, same difficulties you did? 
Um, beware of gaijin smash moments. And that's what, you know that feeling when you open a door and you think it's going to be heavy and it ends up being really light and you pull too hard and it like flies oh, open? Yeah. <laughs> We call those gaijin smash moments because you are generally bigger than the rest of the populace yeah. in some way or another, <laughs> and you are inherently then awkward. Um, so you will walk into doors, you will pull doors too hard, and it's basically like the word that I made my family learn was sumimasen. <laughs> um, because that means excuse me. And basically just use su learn sumimasen and just use it liberally. D whenever you have a stupid moment, use the word sumimasen. Um, other things... Uh, learn the train system, learn mm. the bus system, because they have a great public transportation system. punctual. And I learned that on Top incredibly Gear. Incredibly punctual. <laughs> the, the, only, the only time that it's not punctual is when someone throws themselves on the tracks. Must have been bad earnings time at uh, Hitachi. <laughs> Some <laughs> salary man threw his... <laughs> So the salary man threw himself on the tracks. It happened in Osaka while I was there. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, that's awesome. I didn't see it. I just knew because a train was delayed from Osaka and I was confused. And I found out yesterday from a friend of a friend of a friend who apparently was at the station it happened at that oh. someone just jumped in front of the train. Awesome. Um, but that aside, great public transportation. Don't system. jump in front of trains would be, I think, another good tip. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't jump in front of trains. Don't push people in front of trains, even if they're very convincing that it's a good idea. Um, so learn the tr public transportation system and really just, um, be quiet. It's a quiet culture. Don't eat and walk. That's considered to be really rude. I never found out why. I just found out that it was considered to be rude. Um, don't talk on the Shinkansen. Um, don't talk, talk on the Shinkansen. What does that mean? No. Uh, the Shinkansen is the bullet train. Yep. And... You can't talk? You, you man, can't. you saw that on Top Gear 2, man. But it's like, oh, <laughs> but they were on the phone. Yeah, they, they, exactly. I thought you couldn't use your phone on there. No, it's it's kind of like an airplane. You know how an airplane you kind of like talk softly mm. if you talk or you try to be like quiet? It's the same on a Shinkansen. What airplane you been on? That never happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it's only if you're in first class. If you fly on Screaming Baby Airlines. Exactly. <laughs> Especially fly into Florida. That's, that's the worst. Well, I know it's not too bad. But, uh, no, don't talk on the Shinkansen, be quiet on normal trains, it's it's a quiet culture, so don't make an ass of yourself like most foreigners do when they're like, Oh my god, that looks so cool! When really you could just say it like, oh, oh that looks So, really if cool. I, if, if I, um, what about if I go in there with my American flag tuxedo, would that, would I be frowned upon? <laughs> Or what about you do uh, that? You do that in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. Great well, actually, and what about uh, cosplaying as uh, U.S. naval heroes and Marine Corps heroes of World War II? In in, in, in Okinawa. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to young schoolgirls while dressed as as a sailor. <laughs> I, I think Would that be frowned upon? Should just listen to Neo and Chris right now. That'd be really like. Why don't you Why don't you document how that works out for you? But, so. I guess, uh, in essence, Jackie, that um, the best advice for an American going to Japan is don't be an American. Yeah, really. That's, you know, don't be rude. Do the opposite of everything loud. that you would normally do. Don't be inconsiderate. I mean, really, just a lot of things like that. But the, the best, speak to someone who's been there. And I always say in my Traveling to Japan panel, and I'll equally say it here, there's a contact form on our website, aapodcast.com. Mm -hmm. And... If you, you can use that contact form to get in touch with me, and I've had people from I'm planning a trip to Japan and like me recommending places for them to go to what literature do you recommend I read before going. I mean, if you have any questions, please feel free to ask me um, because I think the best resource is finding someone who's been there yep. or someone who knows about the cult culture. 
in depth <laughs> and they can help you the best because they're going to be the best ones to help you navigate through so that you don't make so that you don't have gaijin smash moments well so i guess the, the best thing to come from that is to don't act like you, you the retardedness that you act in uh, american uh, anime conventions right yes so, no okay. yeah it, it's actually it's oh my god <laughs> it's illegal to uh you, well i don't know if it's illegal, but in public there yeah that too um, <laughs> at, at conventions, you're not supposed to walk to the convention in your costume. People actually oh. have rolly trunks that they carry their cosplay in, and they get there and they going to work, clocking <laughs> in, and then and then they walk back in their normal clothes because it's just like they and and in I thought it was just something they did, but I read in the comic cat manual it said there's a cosplayer area that's where you're allowed to be in cosplay. Oh, uh, awesome! Anywhere else? Why don't we adopt that? Don't. Bother with it. What, what if what if dressing up as Shrasnable is my normal clothes? <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's going to be one of my new costumes. Oh, that's freaking well, awesome. Well, actually, I'm not going to do Char. I'm going to do his later incarnations, Ex Marquis. Because I wanted to ask you. Low rent, Char. <laughs> Low rent. <laughs> I want to ask you if you had anybody who walked up to you and called you Sailor or something like that. Some creepy otaku, but you didn't really meet any, so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I call him a cat. Mm -hmm. There were a few looks, and there so been... I already asked the last question. Oh, I'm sorry. Done. Done. There might have been some groping, but it was so packed I didn't know. So. Well, damn. Well, any last words from anybody on on this subject? Goodbye. America. <laughs> well, speak now for heaven hold your peace. And again, I want to extend my thanks to the wonderful Chiaki for being on this episode. Make sure you check her out on her podcast, um, Anime Addicts Anonymous, which you can reach by going to um, aaapodcast.com. She's on the show along with our friend Mitsugi, who's been on the show before, and Hata. Hatake, right? Hatake and Kimiko are the and other Kimiko. two girls that join us. Exactly. And thank you guys for having me on. I love hanging out with you guys. I love shooting the shit. And we're on Facebook, iTunes. Everything's mm. off our main page. And like I said, our contact form. And if anyone has any more questions that they just want to send directly to me, I love it. Um, I'm more than happy to talk about it. And we have forums and stuff, too, that if yep. you'd rather reach us that way. Join those forums, y'all. And um, we'll be They're back. Bitching. <laughs> We'll be back in a little bit with more Gundam at MAHQ. Jules, you give that fucking Nimrod $1,500 and I'll shoot him on general principle. No, Yolanda, Yolanda, he ain't gonna do a goddamn motherfucker. Bitch, shut the f*** up! Hi, I'm Mitsugi. And I'm Hatake. And we're the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. AAAPodcast.com. Listen up, anime fans. Do you find yourself spending tons of money on anime DVDs and merchandise? Wishing you drove a Gundam to work instead of your car? Singing J-pop music in the shower? If you do any of these things, you might be an anime addict. At the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, we have one mission, to turn your anime addiction into an obsession. We entertain our listeners with current anime news, celebrity guest hosts, hilarious discussion topics, and fair, unbiased review on current and past anime. Here are a few testimonials. I used to be a total anime noob. Now I know so much about anime that I can say, Spike was caught riding on a Tachkoma eating Pocky wearing a Hidden Leaf Village headband while looking at a foldout of Revy in a Death Note, and know exactly what that means. Now that I listen to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, I never have to watch a bad anime again. They watch them, so I don't. So visit us at aaapodcast.com and submit anime review requests on our forum and tune in on iTunes so you can always have the latest in news and reviews. So get obsessed with Anime Addicts at the AAA. And remember, we're here for you.
of everything that creates hate. Everything that helps make it grow. Alright everyone, this is Sil Bosby. And you've heard about... Judo! Judo... Judo Washita. Judo and the Junkyard Kids. Well, this fall on WSBR, they're gonna be coming to your home. Uh, annoying pest. What are you looking at? <laughs> You're being mean, Judo. Why won't you play with me? Judo is under my control. Join Judo as they go against all the wackiness with the Mashima and the Junkyard guy. And you learn a little things in the end. That's it. This fall, Judo and the Junkyard kids are WSBR for your DVR favorites. Judo, you just watch. I'm going to get you this time. You'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me until I come over. He'll make me feel guilty. There's a... This is ridiculous, okay? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go with, I'll go. everybody welcome back to gundam and mhq this is chris and uh, that reps episode 66 we had one long extended topic today featuring uh chiaki from anime addicts anonymous who discussed her experiences spending six months in japan and um please uh pimp for us where we can find your shit i i would be gladly to pimp out my podcast that wasn't grammar um we are the. That was a great that's, that's almost that's almost that could almost have been English. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost English. Um, Chew. We are the. Uh... Chew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, we are the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Uh, you can find us at aaapodcast.com. We are on Facebook and Feedburner. I've never updated our Feedburner, but I think we have some subscri- subscribers. So go, you the guys. Feedburner. Um. That's that's what I gotta say, but um, Facebook, we're on iTunes. If you search for Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast or AAA Podcast, you'll find us on either of those. Um, but really, everything is linked from our main page. We have forums, we have a blog, we have contacts forums there. And like I have said before, please contact us. We love to hear from you. Join our forums. We have some nuts on there, whom we love dearly. Um, but yeah, basically, if you Google AAA podcast or Animatics Anonymous podcast, I think we come up now. So, and everything's linked to each, each other. So, if you find us on one thing, you find us on everything. All right. And um, there are no MHQ announcements to make now, but uh, of course, you should always visit the website for that. And I will hand it over to Solbro so that he could uh, pimp out all our websites, which he really should have recorded as just a boilerplate at this point. Wouldn't you, Solbro? I, I should have done that. MAHQ.net, your mecha and anime headquarters. Gundam.net for any information on episodes and liner notes and all that. And our, our social networking links are right there. Find us on iTunes and also send us emails at GundamMAHQ at gmail.com. Oh, and keep buying pet stuff from Petco. They have great deals. And uh, it puts money in our pockets. Grease those palms, Jack. And, I love uh, Petco. And... Well, yeah, we have some we have some good deals on there, so you need to check it out. Just from your endorsement, yeah. sales went up five percent. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> if you but, shop uh, at Petco, I'll love you forever. But oh, see, there you go. How can you put a price on that? And in fact, you can for just visiting Petco.com and using that Gundam code. And one last thing, I know there's some very talented people out there, and I was going to tell Chris and Solbro this off the air, but I'll announce it now. I think in the honor of. Uh, if people out there that know about college football, they know about the Oregon Duck. I think Gundam needs a mascot. And I'd like to see some people send me some submissions on some 
some mascots that we could do once we hit our first million on uh, Gundam to create a mascot because I think with mascot equals sales equals growth and potential of business equals us being all fat, dumb, and stupid on some deserted island Word. with island women and, and chilled hams and, chilled chilled hams hams. and brown M&Ms, no red ones. And then your mascot can hang out with our mascot. Hell yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I want a guy in a suit, though. Man, I want to make a movie. This, this is what I'm talking I want one design, and then we can make it as a guy in a suit, like the Oregon Duck. And if you don't know what the Oregon Duck is, look it up on YouTube. All right. It's the greatest college mascot there is. Well, the, the, the gauntlet has been thrown, or... or in Maybe in this case, the duck has quacked. No, he has. So thank you, everyone, for listening again to uh, Gundam and HQ. We'll be back uh, with episode 67 in a few weeks. Catch you later. Welcome to the future. Transferring to autopilot mode. A place where good guys finish last. Oh, I'll make them wish they'd never been born. A quick draw is the best defense. Nothing personal, but I'm here to kill you. And your wits are all you can count on. A future where one treasure is coveted above all else. Tell me the glory of the galactic ley line. Legend speaks of the galactic ley line, offering the ultimate power of the universe to those who seek its glory. The doors have opened. Utilizing the latest technology, a living starship has been built with the power to find the galactic ley line. By twist of fate, it has fallen into the hands of an outlaw. An outlaw named Gene Starwin. Well, let's blow some hot kisses to my devoted fans. His luck is about to change. Goodbye, Gene. Together with his crew of bounty hunters, he'll take to the stars. Accelerate and fly down their throat. Let's go! Outlaw Star. Weekdays at 5.30. Time to roll the dice. All playing Toonami. Gundam at MHQ is a Shinjuku station in the MHQ production. Y'all saw the new 156 Pokemon on the new Pokemon game? Black and white, them Pokemon look off the fucking chain! Don't Pokemon look off. That's the best looking Pokemon I've ever seen. I want to catch all them motherfuckers. I want to catch all of them. Usually there's like five or six good Pokemon. But on this one, all of them look good. All of them look good. Them motherfucking new Pokemon look off the goddamn chain. I'm getting every one of them motherfuckers. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. I love Pokemon. I beat off to every episode. You gonna sit up here and talk shit to me? I love Pokemon, son. Pikachu, Ryuchu, Squirtle, Charizard. Why you hating? Because I like Pokemon and you don't? That's the real gangsters. The Crips and the Bloods. Blastoise versus Charizard. Ash is a f***. I don't give a f*** what nobody say. Ash is gay. Every season he gets a new female partner. And he don't f*** not one. Not one bitch. He ain't never bent over and said, let me give you this poker d- I would have been f***ing my motherfucking female companions every goddamn episode. They wouldn't call it Pokemon, they'll call it poke a hoe. Misty wanted his d- and he gonna make Misty go off. I'll be like, Pikachu, take notes. 
And how come you never see an episode when the Pokemon's fucking? I want to see Pikachu fucking the shit out of a Gyarados. I want to see some Pokemon fucking. They should make Pokemon XXX. That shit would sell millions of dollars. I love Pokemon. 